Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Three left in the first quarter of the Lakers' 143-107 victory over the Nuggets. The previous leader was Elvin Hayes with 4,193 personal fouls. Lansing Sports Station. The game. 7.30 a.m. What do you mean he went searching for pressure powder? We have full classes today. Instructor down at Vesper Ski School. Toward each other to snowplow, honey. Not a way. She needs more ski instructors to... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, well, welcome to the Sparrows Down on Sports on Lansing Sports Station, the game 730 AM. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. The Sparrows Stout on Sports is Michigan's longest-running sports radio show. From high school to college and the pros, Tim has you covered. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan. And a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. And a good morning, everyone. Welcome you to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on this Friday, March the 10th, 2023. If the voice doesn't sound familiar, it's Tim's off today. He's traveling today. He'll be back on Monday. Uncle Fred, Fred Human, filling in today and a few days next week. Tim is back Monday. Here on the Sparrow Stout on Sports, as always, my pleasure to be here, and we welcome you to the show. Brock Palmbos, Brock is in rock. He's my producer. How you doing, Brock? <clears throat> Hello, Fred. You have a high school game tonight, right, with the Boys District Championship? We're going to be up at St. John's. I know uh, WILX Channel 10 is going to have a camera up there. Uh, East Lansing and Waverly for the Ooh, district title and division one. Because East Lansing's playing better. They've been erratic. They've been kind of Jekyll and Hyde. A bit of a slow start, yeah, but played but, a lot better second half of the year. And Waverly, uh, with a few exceptions, uh, have been pretty consistent all season long. Yeah, they've, uh, East Lansing has athletes. I mean, Evan Boyd, who's a football player, is going to Central to play football. He's a good basketball player. Uh, Cam Hudson. Hudson's getting the better game and better. The other day, he's getting better. He's just a sophomore, right? Just a sophomore, yeah. So that, that stands to be a pretty, pretty well-contested game tonight, and we'll have it here on uh, the game 7.30 a.m. As always, we welcome you to join us in conversation on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. If you want to join us on anything on your mind this morning and, and talk sports or anything else you want to talk about within reason, the show is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Shaheen Chevrolet of Lansing right there on 
American Road next to Channel 10. I see it every day. I pass it almost in their parking lot. We'll keep you updated on the Pure Green Smith Tree breaking sports moments as we have them. We're still awaiting one today. Doesn't always happen. And, of course, we'll keep you uh, up posted on our Driven Collision story of the day, which could still be developing. Lots going on, of course, starting with the Big Ten tournament this afternoon. Michigan State with a 2.30 game in Chicago. That's at the United Center, right, Brock? It is, uh, and you'll hear it on 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, beginning with the pregame at 1.30. Kellen Buddy is there for us at Channel 10. He'll have a report tonight. Ohio State beat Iowa yesterday. Tim and I had a healthy argument yesterday. What a shocker, huh? He thought it was better for Michigan State to play uh, Ohio, uh, Iowa, mm. and I thought I'd rather play Ohio State. So, Tim, uh, I agree with you. What did Captain Negative say? He thinks no, no, no. I, he doesn't want to be known as Captain Negative well, anymore. It's already there. Okay. No, 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 no. He wants he wants to be promoted. He wants to be now known as Admiral Negative. <laughs> he said that the other day. I have it written down. Uh, I, well, whatever he is, as long as the negative's there. Anyway, I think he thinks Iowa's kind of a fraud. I thought. Tim I think, thinks a lot of teams. He doesn't think. You think? He doesn't think very many teams are very good. You think? Go through the baseball teams in about two months and see oh, what oh, he thinks about I, I'm 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 already ready and. There will only be like three it. good teams in all of baseball in his mind because this isn't the sixties. <laughs> but at any rate, he well, thought... they don't have a salary cap to level the playing field, uh, but the players That's will never allow them to do it. That's another conversation. Anyway, he thought... I thought Michigan State would rather play Ohio State. I agree with you. Um, and... and and he thought that Iowa, you know, that you live and die by your shooting, and they hit those, as he calls those, lucky threes at the end of the game to beat Michigan State. I think Ohio State has more shooters and poses more of a threat. I think Iowa has more shooters and poses more of a threat. That said, doesn't matter because it is Ohio State because Ohio State beat Iowa, and here's Ohio State with a 5-15 and regular season record, a 15 and 18 overall record, and now if they beat Michigan State today, they're in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. That is a 2:30 game today. Michigan State been sitting and waiting. They actually went early. Uh, they went a day early. Uh, they were scheduled. I haven't heard if they did to visit one of the victims of the shootings here, who has been transferred to a facility near Chicago, and I assume they did that. And of course, got practice time in. And, you know, sitting around waiting, you, you like the double bye, but sometimes these teams play a couple of games and they have more momentum. And we'll see how that plays out. I, one of my oppositions over the years to conference tournaments is I suggest it is not a level playing field. And when I say that, I mean it, it services the mediocre and it services the bottom fears. Gives them one more chance. Whose, whose only chance for life is to win in advance and try to either win the tournament and get an automatic bid or amongst the mediocre to sneak into the tournament. And I, I just think, I think, I, I think there's a reason these lower-seeded teams win. Have all of them in the lower seeds won so far? Not all of them, but many of them. All except the, la the very last game, because uh, Maryland won last night. All except Maryland-Minnesota. Yep. I think there's a reason for that. I think you're scratching and clawing to keep your season alive, and the motivation is different than a team that is already going to get a bid to the NCAA tournament. For instance, this afternoon, and I'm not throwing Michigan State a crutch, 
This game, game today means a lot more to Ohio State than it does to Michigan State. Yes. You're never going to get Tom Issel to say that. You're never going to get any Spartan player to say that. But Michigan State is going to get a call and get a bid Sunday to the NCAA tournament. Ohio State has no chance of that. So they got to scratch and claw. And I think that's why there's all these upsets in conference tournaments. And it's one of the reasons I'm not crazy about them. To me, if you play... In their case, a 20-game schedule or a three-month regular season, and you determine your champion. For instance, why does Purdue have to come back and prove again that they're the best team in the Big Ten? I know they are 4-4 four and four in their last eight conference games, and they have fallen off from the pace when they went to number one team in the country. But you play the regular season. Why have to play another four days or five days to determine who the best team in your league is. Money and uh, I television. understand why you know it, is. it is. I'm just saying that's why I'm not crazy about these conference tournaments. Let's go to the phone lines. 300-4263 is the Culligan Water Hotline. Craig from Lansing starts with us today. How you doing, Craig? Hey, I'm doing great. Good morning. Uh, good to hear you on the airway. Uh, you, you know, I, first of all, let me ask you guys before I go on my spiel. If, did either one of you see Aaron Rodgers play a lot last year? Either one of you? He's on my list to bring up. I did. I watch him a lot. Okay, so here's what it is. I am blown away by the responsible journalists out there that are just think he's going to just, he is who he was two years ago. I mean, if you look at his stats, he threw for the least amount of yards he's ever thrown since becoming a starter in a nine-injury year. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't as accurate as he always been. No, and he threw for more interceptions. He hadn't thrown double-digit interceptions in 10 years, but he threw for 12, which is one off the most he's ever thrown. And if you watched him play, and you don't even have to be an expert, all you had to do was own a television. And then I got to hear people say, well, uh, you know, 80% of Rodgers is better than it. No, he's not 80% of the MVP he was two years ago. He's 100% of who he is now. And if you look at it, he's one year older than Peyton Manning on his last year, and he, and he looks like it. Like, if you just watched him play, he's slower. He doesn't make as accurate of throws as he used to, and it's always somebody else's fault. And it's not just even – if, even if the talent was better than what I think it is, can't anybody – at all admit that he might not be a good ingredient for a young team well, that's looking to go somewhere? I, I catch your drift and all that. I'm kind of an Aaron Rodgers fan. I know a lot of people think he's arrogant and right now he's got the he whole... He is arrogant. He's got doesn't the whole, help him. He's got the whole league held hostage now. And, and and to your point, Craig, let me ask you for the New York Jets. Now, you got to have a decision by Sunday night because Monday's free agency, right, Brock? Or uh, mid, I think midnight. 15th, I, I think, think it's the midnight. At any rate, if you're the New York Jets and you're banking on bringing Aaron Rodgers there, whether you think he's worth it or not, as they said on the show before this, the ESPN show, at what point do you you cut bait? In other words, can, can Aaron Rodgers hold you hostage all through the week and then you let Jimmy Garoppolo and every other free agent quarterback who, who might sign with other teams... Do you let them sign and then Aaron Rodgers tell you on, like, Friday, by the way, I'm staying with the Packers or I'm retiring? I mean, this is a dilemma for those teams, isn't it? I, I, th I think they've got just as much leverage, if not more, than he has because without the Jets, he doesn't have a cozy little team to go to anymore. Now he's got to go to, like, Lord knows where to, you know. The well, he has, the, he, ha he, ha he has the Packers. 
Right. Well, you know what? But they don't want him. And well, it's clear that they don't want well, him. That may be true. They may want to move into a new era with Jordan Love. I'll tell you, there's a receiver in Vegas that would love to have him there. That's a good point. I forgot about the Raiders. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I just don't think that it's – I think that they've got enough leverage to say, you know what, we need to know right now. And, you know, God bless you and everything, but we need to know. We've got a franchise to run. And would you like to play for our franchise or not? I tend to I tend to agree with that analogy. I tend to agree with that. I mean, he's not the whole world, and he's not the player he was five years ago. So I'll I'll buy some of that. I will. Well, good to hear you, Fred. Um, I'll be listening, and uh, and, and uh, of course, when, whenever you're on next week, I'll hear you on then uh, too. And have a great weekend. You Thanks, guys. Craig. We appreciate. I know Tim does your loyalty on this show. We appreciate all the listeners. I know Tim, and I congratulate him belatedly. Though I'll never do it in person. On what did he pass? 30 years? 30 years. He's now at year number 31 in radio? Correct. And you've been with him how long? 16 years this year. Are you still normal? I never was normal in the first place, Fred. You know that. Even before you even knew me more than, geez, well, 20 years true. ago. I'm just wondering what, what contribution he's had to your abnormalcy if you catch my drift. Oh, wow. I work with him in another office, and you work with him in this office. So we well, have, just uh, the way he looks at things. Well, it's funny because the way you're sitting now in this studio here at WVFN mm -hmm. is almost the exact proximity and direction tim and i sit in the office at channel 10 right about two he's three directly feet away to my right yep. i'm a little closer at television than you are uh we could hold hands if we chose to we're in the same direction in the office and so you take the same seat from 10 until 1 as i take from 2 until 6 so it's kind of ironic mm. 363 uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm still on the old number. I got to get used to this. Five one seven three hundred four two six three is the Culligan Water Hotline. If you want to join us in conversation, I'm uh, Dan Dickerson, Double D, <laughs> the voice of the Tigers, is scheduled to join us. He's texting me saying, "Brock, that I'm still waiting for AJ. Can you float me?" And now he texts back, "I think we're good." So I think we're good with get Double D Dan Dickerson on this morning. He was waiting for AJ Hinch because he has a broadcast today. And I've noticed. In here in well, I was, I was almost texted you this week. Yep. In the past, we haven't carried the spring training. We didn't games, last. Have we? we didn't last year, but this year, uh, uh, a majority, not all the spring training games are going to yeah. be here on WVFN, and we'll have it again uh, this afternoon at one o'clock. I'm delighted because in the afternoon, that's my background music. In fact, I, know, I, you I love texted it. Dickerson. I said, "It's just great to hear your voice because it's my background music." So I'm glad we made that decision, and we'll have him again here today this afternoon. We'll take a break. We'll come back and have more on the Sparrow Start on Sports. Uncle Fred sitting in for Tim today. Stay with us. Get more for your money at Meyer Right now, mix or match over a thousand items and pay just one dollar each when you buy seven of items like extra large avocados, select varieties of Campbell's condensed soup, and select Body Armor Super Drink. Plus, it's double points week. Earn two times the points for every dollar you spend through Emperors. No clip necessary. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Excludes fuel. Golfers everywhere have always known the Emerald on 127 north of St. John's is one of the great public courses in the middle of Michigan for people to play. 
Well, the Emerald was named the Michigan Public Golf Course of the Year in 2022 by the Golf Course Owners Association. And to me, it's no surprise Jay and Katie Eckleton run a first-class operation. Have you played the Emerald yet? Make your plans for 2023. Jay and Katie will take care of you for any special event you want. The Emerald, great golf for everyone in 2023. Here's a question. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Well, now is the perfect time. Working for Dean Transportation contributes to the success of our schools and community. Dean Transportation is looking for caring, upbeat, and professional people to join our family business. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. Go to DeanJobs.com to apply and learn more. No experience needed. Apply now and start your paid training. Head to DeanJobs.com. That's D-E-A-N-J-O-B-S dot com. When the yellow tags go up, the prices come down. The Shaheen Yellow Tag Sales Event has vehicles priced to sell. This 2018 certified Equinox was $20,000, now it's eighteen eight. This 2020 Silverado was $45,000, now just $39,000. This 2018 Trax was 16.7. Now it's just 14.9. This certified 2020 Traverse was $31,000. Now just 29.5. Save big at the Shaheen Yellow Tag Sales Event. The WVFN High School Basketball Player of the Week is brought to you by Wayne Lacey and Shamak Mortgage, by Doubting Industries, and by the Greater Lansing Sports Authority. This week's winner is Caleb. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Mark Chupin is the head these days, Tom Emmerich at his side, and recycling to make the state a better place is the aim. Google Chupin for all of the locations and opportunities to recycle and make our state cleaner. Good employment opportunities as well. From a six-person scrap metal recycler now with over 500 skilled employees, way to go Chupin and Sons. <laughs> Doggy Daycare and Spa is proud to be the area's original doggy daycare center. With nearly two decades in business, we strive to provide your dog with the very best in cageless daycare, overnight boarding, and a full line of grooming services. Our expertly trained staff's commitment and love for your four-legged family member will be apparent the first time you step through our doors. With locations in Lansing and Okemos, we are convenient for everyone. Give us a call at 333-WOOF. That's 333-9663. Visit us online at LansingHipHounds.com. Or better yet, stop in for a tour today. Doggy Daycare and Spa, where the Hip Hounds hang out. Of all the recommendations that I've ever given you on this program through the years, no one goes higher than the Munn team for real estate advice. John and Jan Munn work as hard as anyone in the business, trust me, and they truly are realtors who get results. John's cell phone, 881-6623. Jan's at 282-6781. And when they put the one-two whammy on a sale or to get you the best deal possible, you have the best people working for you. The Munn team, realtors who truly get results for 
anything real estate. We've partnered for years with our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. You always get fast delivery and a variety of specials every day. Order online at cottagein.com. Convenient locations all over our area, especially East Lansing and Okemos. Cottage and Pizza offering a wide variety of gourmet pizzas, and you can build your own just the way you want. Handmade dough closes at 11.30 each night. Way to go, George Hoover, with the continued growth and success of our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. Lansing Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. From the White Law PLLC Studios. Jack, we are on the Sparrow Start on Sports. First hour of the show going to 1 o'clock today. Fred Human sitting in for Tim today. Tim is off today. We may catch with him later in the show, but he'll be back in this chair on Monday. Our catching him today may be uh, contingent on his uh, flights. I know he's got an afternoon flight and he's traveling, so we may or may not touch base with him. Dan Dickerson has checked in. He's recorded his A.J. Hinch pregame interview, and he's set to go. We're attempting to reach him now, and we appreciate his time as he's reaching us from Lakeland this morning because the Tigers are on the air today. In fact, on our air here on the game, 7.30 a.m., Tigers against the stinking Yankees today. And I always hesitate to bother Dan during spring training because when I said, can you join me this morning, I think he thought I was on earlier, and now he's got... He says, yeah, I can fit you in and all that, and I appreciate it because I know if you have a game, there's a lot of prep to do, and I know you need a lot of prep, and you got to record the interview. <laughs> so I thank you for your time this morning, sir. How are you? I'm good, Freddie. How are you? You know my love for baseball. It may, it probably is close to, to yours, but I don't do it every day of my life. So what is this, season number 22 for you now? 24, but who's counting? 24. Now, Ernie's last year was the year Comerica opened, right? 2000? No, no, no. He, uh, so he, his last year was 02, so I came with the okay. ballpark okay. in 2000. Right. Okay. We worked together three years at Comerica. Right. Middle innings guy, and then uh, when he retired, then 2003 was my first year as, you know, the lead guy, but so been 20 years of that but 24 years total so 24 years doing this every day every day you probably wouldn't admit this even for you never get tired of it do you i don't i don't i, I was telling someone the other day that you know i'd never done baseball other than mm -hmm. practice when right. i got the job right so i do remember that first day when i wrote down okay tigers date game number <laughs> one and i thought oh my god there's 161 more <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I was like, and then I quickly realized, okay, you really have to break it down into yeah. today, this series. And once you do that, and you, it, there's so much stuff going on every day, the season does, it moves. And I never get tired of going to the ballpark. And I love the start of every baseball season. So, and you, and you're, frankly, your work sounds like it. I appreciate that. Do you still keep a log? Do you know how many games you've done? No. It's, uh, whatever, I guess I got I can, times 162 no. minus uh, 100 for the COVID season minus yeah. a few weeks out for uh, the when I blew my knees out. Yeah, <laughs> we can do the math. I I am yeah. sure I discussed this with you before. There's probably as, as joyful as your job is nothing worse than doing games when you weren't in the ballpark, which you did for a while, right? Oh, the worst, <laughs> just the worst, just because you couldn't you couldn't see things that you needed to see. Yeah, You know, we had an all-nine camera view, but it was on a giant screen, and it was so small. It's like, wait, is that an umpire, or they shifted? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Never again, hopefully. So you've, you've got A.J. Hinch in the can? 
No, we don't do a pregame for the spring, but he uh, he speaks to the. the oh, media I see. He morning, was just. So. I see. He was just meeting yeah. with the with the media. Yeah. Well, I don't know what kind of team this is going to be. Good, bad, or indifferent. I know this. It's going to be different. It's a different mix this year, isn't it, yeah. Dan? It really is, and just. I don't know. It's fun talking with some of the new guys like Nick Maton today and uh, Matt Beerling, who, you know, those are big pieces coming over in that trade from Philly. Uh, they just, you, you've got a, a, an infusion of, of youth into this clubhouse, guys trying to make the team, whether it's a Badu or a Carpenter to go with Green and Perkelson with the veterans, but it's much younger and there's a certain energy. And once you have that, you know, you reach a, you know, Scott Harris has talked about this, kind of that critical mass of all this energy, youth, and talent. It starts to feed off each other, and they make each other better. I really believe that. I mean, we've seen that through the decades of, of watching baseball. I mean, who you play with matters, and who's in that clubhouse matters, and it just seems like a good mix. And I know this is the time of year to be optimistic, but why not? Why not think about what is the upside with this particular group of players in terms of what they might do this year. And you kind of get excited about what, what they could do. It might not all pan out. It won't all pan out. But if you take each individual guy and what that person might contribute, it, it starts to get exciting thinking how much better this team is going to be. Well, if, if the season started tomorrow, what's your starting rotation? Do you have a guess yet? Oh, yeah. I, I, it was pretty solid coming in, and I don't think it'll be any different. Uh, Rodriguez, Boyd, Lorenzen, Turnbull, Manning, um, and that's in no. That's kind of in order, but I mean Spencer Turnbull, he's going to remind us. I think pretty quickly, uh, pretty quickly. You know, he is coming back from Tommy John, so there's always that question mark. But the stuff is already looking pretty darn good, and he'll remind us that he is a top of the rotation guy. I think pretty quickly they're going to try to ease him into the season. This is only his second start of the spring today. But that's not a bad rotation. Health question marks? Absolutely. But that's just about every rotation in baseball. But Matthew Boyd, Freddie, he's gotten better. And he's mm. going to be, I think he's going to be dynamite. Fans are going to love Michael Lorenzen. Mm -hmm. This guy's an athlete, and he just went from starting, they're from the bullpen to starting last year. And, and he's good. It's an electric yeah. fastball. It's good stuff. So anyway, I mean, if you, if you start with a rotation that has potential to be I think well above average, led by Eduardo Rodriguez and Pat yeah. Boyd, um, now you've given yourself a chance to have a, have a much more competitive team. Now, they actually did an amazing job with their pitching last year, given all the injuries. Yeah, I, I it's agree with that. Be better this year. I agree with that because they should have been in tatters last year, and they were respectable. And I think right. Spencer Turnbull, you know, gone, you're forgotten. Nobody talks about him. I think that was a huge loss last year. He was becoming a very good pitcher. He's a potential ace, isn't he? Yeah, he said, you know, when he got injured in mid-2021, he's like, boy, I just felt like yeah. I was finally... Said I knew I knew I could do this. I knew I could be an, and it just it just crushed him that you know the injury came at that point because that's that's who he feels like he can be and that's what he wants to get get back to. He's a perfectionist. He demands a lot of himself. He looked great the other day, but he was mad about hanging some sliders. My goodness, first time you're on the <laughs> yeah. mid 2021. So he, he a lot last and hope that. Right, but he's not trying to come after a month plus. 
Yeah, Dan, you're, you're, you're fading in and out a little bit. Uh, you're fading in and out a little bit, so bear with us, folks. We'll uh, hope this connection improves. Yeah, let's see if I can get to Thank you. Dan Dickerson is with us. Um, I'm conflicted now with the, the rules changes, and here's what I mean. I consider myself a, a kind of a stubborn old-school baseball guy, but I watched the Lansing Lugnuts here last year in the minor leagues as they experimented with the pitch clock, and I absolutely loved it. And I know there's I was been say, uh, I was, yeah. there are skeptics, and now they're doing it here. And I just got forwarded a text from Jeff Passan of, uh, I guess, ESPN. Time of game, 2022, average three minutes and one second. So far this year, two and a half, 236. Runs per game, last year 10.6, this year 11. Stolen bases are up. Um, I say now that I've seen it for a year here in the minors and so far in spring training, what's there not to love about this, Dan? Yeah, that's what I think. You know, the, I always hear baseball traditionalists don't like a clock, and yet baseball traditionalists, I think you're going to love it more than anything because the game has gotten slower. The pace of play has gotten slower, right? So now I think the traditionalists are going to like this more than anything because, first of all, once you start watching game, I'll bet you noticed this last year in Lansing, you don't even realize there's a clock. Right. You just realize the game is moving at a better pace. Right. And then with no shifting, I'm sorry, I just it, you can just talk about aesthetics. It just looks better. It looks better oh. not to have a guy standing 50 feet in right field oh. waiting to gobble up a one-hop line drive that should get past the infield. That is actually kind of going back to the traditional roots of baseball. Yeah. You can say, you know, Ted Williams was shifted in 47, but okay, let's face it. Yeah. This exploded only in the last six, seven years. Yeah. I think I think people are going to love it. I think these are two huge changes, but I don't think players are going to have a hard time adjusting and it will be better for the game. Well, I don't even have a problem, Dan, myself with a certain amount of infielders on, on the other side of the field, but what I always hated is the second baseman in mid-right field. I'm sorry, a 95-foot line drive to right field should not be a ground out to first base. I'm sorry, it should not. And no, I like this. He's, he's I, 150 feet out there. Right. <laughs> And it's nope, good. I agree. There, there are many hitters around the game that are going to be celebrating this because their averages are going to go up, and, of course, their pay is going to go up because they're going to have better numbers. Dan Dickerson with us today. So you have the broadcast today, and we're carrying that today, this afternoon. This is the Yankees in Lakeland, right, today? Right, right. I haven't seen their lineup yet, but uh, the norm would be just a handful of unlikely Aaron Judge, but who knows? You know, lineup, I have no idea. We get clips of, of tape from spring training, and there was one the other day we played from uh, A.J. Hinch about Miguel Cabrera and his desire not to be celebrated this year. And, and I don't know if you were there that day, but he, he says, too late. Yeah. We already brought him up. Whether he likes it or not, he's going to be celebrated. And doggone it, he should be celebrated after the career he's had. Many of us won't go the rest of our lives experiencing anything like this. And I thought that was well said. Yeah, Scott Harris made the point in an event uh, this winter when uh, we were at the Fox Theater, and he he just said, you know, let's let's celebrate. Let's let's not take anything for granted that we had this future Hall of Famer on this roster. Now this will be what his 16th year. Let's let's celebrate this career and appreciate all he has done and still does for this team. That it goes beyond. Obviously, we know what the numbers are the last few years. It's not the same, Miguel size impact especially with all the new young players who are here absolutely and i think i think aj hinch has such a good relationship with him that i think he's i don't know if encourage is the right word but you know be more involved and, and i think he will be uh influencing those those hitters with just some of the vast knowledge that he has of hitting so 
he's going to be around this team. I don't know what the at-bats look like. If he hits, he'll get plenty of them. If he, if he struggles, uh, I don't know what that looks like. But I, I do think what everybody is concentrating on is they love having him around. He's going to be a valuable part of this team, whatever the numbers are. And he doesn't really want all the celebration that's going to go on around the league and being honored in every ballpark because he wants to have a really good final year. Yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't want a farewell tour because that suggests he's done, and I think he wants to be productive. Right. I'll get that. Exactly. While I have you, Manager Dickerson, it's not that we've decided who the pitching staff is, give me the division at third base this year because J. Merkerman Elario is gone now. He played mostly third base. So in, in, in your view right now, in your crystal ball, who plays third base and what's the division there, and will, will it be a split? It'll be interesting. That's a great question. I, I think... Probably the bulk of the starts there. Uh, he has to continue to hit. He had some holes to, to plug in his in his in his swing. Uh, but let's assume he does that. Let, let's, I, I you, you broke you broke up, Dan. Who was that? You said that you were just talking Nick, about Nick Maton. Okay, Maton. Nick okay, Maton. okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he gets the bulk of the starts there. Handed bat. If it's a platoon, quote unquote, which it won't be. Uh, you know that you get two thirds of the at bats from the left side. So let's put him there for the, the most starts. Now, is that 60? Is it 80? Is it 100? I don't know. I, I would say probably the guy who starts the most games at third base this year might be in the 60 to 80 range because they might move a few guys through that. Verling can play the infield. Now, he's hurt right now, so he won't. This was the week he was going to start playing a little more on the infield. Uh, Tyler Nevin was, I think, really making a strong, strong push to be part of the right-handed platoon if you want to call it that, at third base, he's hurt. He's got an oblique, and that's always mm. apparently it's mild. But mm. the obliques, as you know, are they're, they're tough. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a name to just keep an eye on. Uh, Andre Lipsius is not going to make the opening day roster, I wouldn't think. But just keep an eye on him because mm. he made big. It was a triple. He's showing the Tigers that he's, you know, making an impact and and. Opening some eyes with his play this spring, he can play second. He can play first. Position flexibility is huge because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bit of a rotation, and we're going to see four or five different guys over there. I would think. Banyas, don't forget him, Bono, but he's away at the at the World Baseball Classic and and not playing because of a finger issue. So it, it's a wide open. Maton has the lead, and it's it's. I think we're going to see quite a few players at third base, and one of those guys could also be Justin Henry Malloy up from Atlanta, but he's going to start the year at AAA. But if he hits it all and he shows that he can at least be adequate at third, we'll see him at third, too. Dan Dickerson, with this, when opening day arrives, the fences will be shorter, little new dimensions at Comerica Park. Uh, in your mind, are the players celebrating this, or is it not a big deal? I don't think it's that big a deal. I think, I'm you know, talking to Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, it's just... You know, Scott Harris mentioned it's really for the psyche of hitters, and there is something to that, because when I walked it, when they had the press out to look at it and you putting track of where the new wall would be, you realize it's not that big a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gaps are unchanged, basically. The bigger change might be the seven-foot wall in front of the 13-foot wall in right uh, with more ground rule doubles and a few more home runs uh, versus balls that would hit the wall there, 13-foot wall. But I do think that I asked Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green about that, and they said, yeah, that, that makes sense. That, In other words, you knew at 422 that you had to just absolutely muscle up and hit with everything you've got. And Spencer Torkelson says, once you do that, you don't hit it, right? You want to be 
be swinging free and easy. Mm-hmm. So the 10 feet in, I think, from a psychological standpoint, does help. Mm-hmm. I think I think they realize, because that's what those guys like to do. They like to hit the big part of the field. Yeah. Green and Torkelson. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you, Freddie, these guys look good. They're going to they're gonna be impact bats this year. They're going to absolutely be impact bats. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. On another note, Dan Dickerson is with us. Uh, your li- your wife, Laurieann, L.A., we all know her as, is a journalism instructor at Michigan State. And, in fact, while I haven't talked to L.A. lately, one of her students is works for me. He's a freelancer. And he shares with me that the night of the shooting that L.A. had a class and they were all boarded up and in lockdown till past midnight. That must have been horrific for her. Yeah, it was. It was it was terrifying, and it's just uh, it's hard to put into words just what it's done to it. the feeling of being on campus, and it's just going to take take time. But yeah, she was there doing the Spartan Sports Report. They were wrapping up, and wow. she got word, and you know those doors do not lock. She did have a bungee cord. She raced up to her office, made sure any kid in the building, and there were some gamers next door, rounded them all up, got them across the hallway because the newsroom at Michigan State is a big glass big glass room, and. You know, wrap the bungee cord around the door handles, put mm. the piano in front of one door, mm. Mm. chairs and whatever in front of the other, lights out, mm. everybody on the floor, mm. silent. And it was it was terrifying because there were reports that this guy was in the yeah. chem building next door or in the uh, garage behind Tom uh, Arts. And it was it was just a very, very, very tough, tough night, obviously, four hours uh, like that. So, so were you in contact so, with you, her? Were you in contact no, with her? No, no, just because I knew that I, I knew I didn't. Didn't want to bother because I knew she she was going to be the rock for those kids, and she was. Yeah. And she was, I mean, she was glad she was there, quite honestly, because she just felt like she yeah. could help the kids through it. Yeah. And, it, uh, yeah, it was a rough night, and, you know, now it's like, okay, we still have to finish this semester. And <laughs> I think spring break came at a good time. She's yeah. here right now. Yeah. And, but you're, you're balancing these kids are still recovering from the trauma of this and, and yeah. having gone through it all, all across campus. And yeah. so it's it's tough, um, but she's I'm telling you she's she's something. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad she was there for them too. The way you said that, that's well put. We're glad yeah. she's all well. I'm I'm I hope they all mentally recover in time. I know it's a process, and I appreciate you yeah, sharing that. Exactly. We'll be looking for you today. We'll be hearing the broadcast, and I'll be waiting for you to say "gone." Dan, I appreciate <laughs> your time this morning, especially. Thank you so much. All right, Freddie. Always good talking with you. Dan Dickerson from Spring Training. He'll be on the air today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. Tigers and Yankees. That's got to be 1 o'clock, right? Right after our show, we go from me to Double D. Yes! What a joy for the listeners, huh? <laughs> Fred Human here at 1 o'clock. we got another hour, hour, two hours left on the show. We're back for, to finish this hour here on the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Here on the game, 7.30 a.m. Stay with us. Here's what's on tap today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Yep, Fred's on until 1 o'clock today. We got other guests uh, coming up, maybe some high school-related stuff. Uh, Also, Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports. He's based out of the Detroit area. At 1 o'clock, Tigers and Yankees, spring training baseball. Look forward to that. Uh, At 4 o'clock, offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. And then at uh, 6.45 tonight, High school boys basketball district championship action action at St. John's High School, East Lansing against Waverly. Over on 1240 WJIM, Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, 1.30 this afternoon, Michigan State men's basketball in the Big Ten tournament against Ohio State. That's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN.
tailgating season or any other special occasion, Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland are ready to make it great for you. The entire family has created Tom's Food Centers, and they upgrade the stores with new renovations on a consistent basis. And it's also so convenient to get in and out right away seven days a week. A lot of things on sale. The stores are fully stocked. They're neat, clean, sanitary. And for all those special occasions, you can dart in and out anytime, seven days a week. Try them. Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland. We love to endorse Duff Schroeder and his company, Schroeder Homes, on Dobie Road in Okemos. Everything they do at Schroeder Homes revolves around helping you make highly informed home buying choices so that you're totally satisfied. Google and check the reviews on Schroeder Homes with three communities in the Lansing area for you to to build your dream home. Call for an appointment at 349-0560. The most dependable and reliable home builder in mid-Michigan, we believe, continues to be Schroeder Homes. You go see for yourself. At Mercantile Bank, we understand that different businesses have different needs. That's why our team of business specialists take the time to understand your business, your goals, and your objectives. We provide tailored solutions and innovative products, all delivered locally. So when you're ready to work with a partner who understands your unique business needs, call us. We're here and ready to put the wheels in motion. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business, and let's make dreams a reality. Member FDIC. You always have a great time at Scott Berman's One North Kitchen and Bar, 5001 West Saginaw, Lansing. It's in the old Reno's West location. Dine-in or curbside service, all the info at onenorthdining.com. Or call 901-5001 for any special event. Open 11 to 11 and then till midnight on Friday and Saturday. A casual and entertainment-based environment where your gathering will have a great time every time. That's One North on West Saginaw in West Lansing. At the Home Depot, we know the world is a messy place. Keeping it clean takes science. That's why businesses everywhere have long trusted cleaning products from Ecolab to take on... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus... You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. For more than 15 years, custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos has been the leading full-service design-build remodeling company anywhere in our state. If you're curious about the differences that they have from the other companies, well, I'm here to tell you custom-built is a fantastic company. We had them put a deck on our home. They did it in 11 days. It was absolutely spectacular. They designed it. They did the work. But for any remodeling projects you have in your home, decks, whatever, you Contact Custom Built Design in Okemos. Mid-Michigan Tax and Accounting is moving to a new location. The number is the same, 694-9545, for Deb Alderding and her staff to give you the best tax and accounting help you'll find anywhere. The new address, all right, is located on the north end of Lansing near State Road, 15851 South US 27, Building 20, Suite 21. And if that's too much for you, call and get the direction, 694 
1-800-345-1045, a new location now for MidMichigan Tax and Accounting. Everybody can use better insurance coverage, better coverage at a less premium. Evan Wilson to the rescue. We laud him every single day, and now he's the senior vice president at Climax Insurance. The phone number easy to remember when you need a claim or you need information, 816-2000. Online, ClimaxInsurance.com, just like it sounds, C-L-I-M-A-X Insurance.com. Hit the request a quote button. That gets you a free gift card. Spend it any way you want. But then see what he can do for you with great coverage. Evan Wilson, 816-2000. It's still growing and is still one of the popular bistros in the area. Sidebar, adjacent the Abood Law Firm at the corner of Saginaw and Abbott in East Lansing, where good friends gather in small groups or large groups for any occasion. And now lunches are available at Sidebar Wednesday through Friday during this season, and you can enjoy outdoors when the weather's good, inside, or anytime. Happy hour, whatever. Always enjoy a special gathering together at Sidebar, Saginaw and Abbott in East Lansing. Back to the best in sports talk now. On the only station serving Lansing with the best sports talk for 30 years. The game, 730 a.m. Back where our Uncle Fred here at 1 o'clock. Tim off today. After a couple of nice days, I woke up and wiped several inches of snow off my car, Brock. So get your bleep button ready. I have a four-letter word for all this snow. Uh, Ugg with, with four G's? Ugg. Yeah. Ugg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're tired of it, too. I mean, we knew this was coming, but I said earlier this week, man, I think we're, after last week's storm, I thought, okay, this is the last one we're going to get, man. Just chalk it up another another L for me. Ugg. Yep. Let's go to the Culligan Water Hotline. Tom from Lansing joiners. How you doing, Tom? Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning, Brian. Morning. morning. You guys are having a great day and a great weekend coming around the corner. Thank you. Um, saw you yesterday, last night, and um, the Cougars... Um, oh, you saw me at the Lansing Catholic game. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned to Casey Reed, the coach, after the game that I missed the first half, and she said, good thing. Because when I got there, boy, they played well. Yeah, it was. Um, they were down... Most of the first quarter, they didn't look sharp at all. They they were hesitant to shoot. The Richards girls were, uh, were not playing well. That's the whole team. And then toward the end of the uh, second quarter, they start putting it together. And I think maybe they had the lead at halftime. They're very close. And then in the third quarter, they just... Uh, no, they 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 were down at the half. They were down four at the half when I got there. And then they turned it on yeah. in the third quarter. And this, I said yeah. in the air last I night... The key to victory, I think, was the defense. Yeah, they were they good. They intercepted passes. You know, they, they intercepted passes. They tipped some passes yeah. and um, got, got it down. You know, the whole ironic thing about this, too, Fred, <laughs> they go to the quarterfinal games at at Chelsea. Who they just beat? The team, they, the team they just beat. No, I didn't realize that. That's where they go next, huh? Yeah, they go to Chelsea. Yeah, they're a good team. And and, and Casey pointed out after the game that beefing up her schedule this year, which she did, cost them a few games, but it made them a lot better. And they learned from that hazard loss. That test, I said on the air last night, I've had my lunch yesterday was bigger than Tessa Rowe. She's 5'5, but boy, she made some big plays. And I cheated Morgan Wilcox. She's a high post player for for Lansing Catholic. And I've noted what a great passer she is. And I misidentified a pass last night that it should have credited her. She just finds the open player, and she's a really good passer out of that high post. Yeah, and uh, I, I was, um, 
I thought in the second half they passed up a lot of open shots. I said, what are they doing? You know, sometimes you pass open shot, eventually that possession turns into a turnover. But I, I think what she, what they were doing, they were running the offense. Yeah, they, they wanted some best they, shot they could get. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they did that against Tecumseh, too. They work for the best shot, and they'll be patient and look for the good shot. That's good coaching. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, enjoy your day. And, right. uh down the road. Thank you for joining us. He's a Lansing Catholic Cougar fan, and indeed, the Cougars moved on last night, winning the regional, which I didn't realize, the first time in Casey Reed's stay there, and the first time since 2004 yeah. for Lansing Catholic. DeWitt played Holt in a game that Holt played away, and Holt had not won a regional since 1975. Which I didn't know until that's, last night. That's 48 years. Ovid Elsie played Dansville. Ovid Elsie won, and that's the first time in 40 years. That's the game you were at that Ovid Elsie has won a regional. 1984, 39 years. Yeah. 39 years. Wow. And, and, and the other team, Fowler, they only won the regional for the third year in a row. They're in the quarterfinals for the third year in they a row. They beat Petersburg Summerfield uh, 61-42. On their home court. And Peaking at the right time is Fowler. Well, they they got their guard back. Emma Riley. Emma yeah, Riley she was got hurt early in, in the volleyball. Yeah, I she think got she hurt. fractured her ankle. She missed most of the first half of the season. Oh, she... I, I, she fractured her ankle? Well, I thought that's what she told me the other day. Oh, we, during, fo in, during volleyball. Oh, well, that's why so she missed the she, early yeah, part of the season. Yeah, that's why she missed the first I half of the season. I just heard that she was injured. And she, yeah, I didn't know that until I talked to her the other day. And okay. I said, wow. And she is probably still not at full strength, but she is the star that, straw that stirs the drink there. Of course, her sister moved on to play at home. Mia Riley, who's a great player in her own right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, follows the real deal, too, and certainly would have a shot at a third straight. Division Four State Championship. We also have. Uh, oh, we've got to go to the phone lines here. Let's do that. I didn't see this. Dave's going to sneak in. Dave from Dewitt. How you doing, Dave? Hi guys. You know I'm agreeing with you, Fred. I think uh, playing Ohio State will be a much more difficult task simply because this is the, our third game and it's very, very difficult in the Big Ten. It seems to win the third game if once you've won the first two. Um, and Ohio State will have the edge simply because of that. Uh, had Iowa won, then Michigan State would have had the edge because they want a little payback. But Ohio State's playing uh, outstanding basketball right now, and are, I'm, I'm hoping that their legs will give out in the second half and we'll have a chance to prevail. What do you think? Well, I agree with that. I think the third thing is a little bit overrated. I, I will disagree a little bit there. I, yeah, I guess it's tough to beat a t team a third time, but I think when you get into the tournament, it kind of starts a new season. You wipe the board clean, and it's not really the same. And I do think there is a factor. I mean, you know, you can say there's two, there's two sides of the coin. You can say, well, if you've played for a couple days, then you're in rhythm. But I think, to your point, it also wears a team out. Winning four games in four days is very difficult. And Michigan State has practiced, and, and, and Tom Izzo and his staff are very good at preparing for certain teams. Game prep is what they do best, and they've had game time off, and I think that's an advantage for Michigan State. So I think they're going to get this done today, but what do I know? Uh, these tournaments are impossible to predict. Hey, another thing, congratulations to... Uh DeWitt's basketball team and all the other basketball teams out there at this time of the year because uh, they won a district championship, which is an outstanding feat in its, uh, in its own right. And uh, congratulations to the glory years for all those girls. 
Have a great day. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, and you know what? And this doesn't surprise me. Uh, DeWitt uh, Girls Basketball, their Twitter handle, went to Twitter and uh, personally congratulated Holt on defeating them last night and uh, wished them luck in the quarterfinals. <laughs> and knowing that program, like we, you and I do, that is not a surprise. Bill McCullough is one of the best. That's just class. Yep. Bill McCullough, I admire him as much as any coach in this area. Totally agree. Boys He's the best. Girls. He's just a class guy, and that's a class thing to do. How to do it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right, the first hour of the show is up. Brought to you, of course, as always, by our friends at Ralph Shaheen Chevrolet. We'll come back with a second hour start on sports. And Tim's going to join us uh, during this show, too. But next is Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports. We'll come back for the second hour start on sports. Stay with us. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. AM, the Michigan News Network. I'm Greg Bowman. The February jobs report out today shows hiring was brisk last month, but inflation may be starting to fall. Wages are still rising, but not as much as they had been. He's with 423 left in the first quarter of the Lakers' 143-107 victory over the Nuggets. The previous leader was Elvin Hayes with 4,193 personal fouls. Lansing Sports Station. The game. 7.30 a.m. Get ready because Scott's is taking over daylight saving time. It's such a big event that we're calling it day-long saving time. And now it's got real savings. In fact, it's... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. EAF. Welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in Mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Well, Tim's off today. He's actually going to catch up with us next hour of the show. He's traveling today. You're stuck with Fred <laughs> until 1 o'clock today. We thank you for listening here on the game, 7.30 a.m. Always good on these opportunities when I get to do these shows to catch up with old friends. And one was a guy whose our ties go back to our Detroit days, Dan Wetzel, a columnist, columnist nationwide columnist, well-known for Yahoo Sports, also an author now and very busy guy whose main beat is the NFL, but he gets everywhere, just wrote a column on Jim Beheim being, I guess, forced to step down at Syracuse. He joins us on the line this morning. How you doing, Dan? 
Doing well. How are you? All right. Where's home now? You're still here, right? Yeah, I still live in Detroit. What uh, Where else would you want to be on a snowy morning? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll say we had a couple of nice days, and I had to wipe several uh, inches off my car today, and I just said, ugh. Um, yeah, NFL, NFL is your main beat, but what are you doing with college basketball? What's next for you? Where, what are you covering next? Well, you know, I do a college sports podcast at Yahoo, College Football Inquirer, but we do, you know, we'll talk basketball and We'll, we'll pretty much talk any issue or whatever is going on. So, um, I don't I don't cover college basketball quite the way I used to, but I'm always right. uh, always right. interested in it. And, yeah. You know, in some ways these this, these days are every bit as good, if in some ways better than even the first four days of the NCAA basketball tournament because there's so many close games. It gets so evenly matched and all of that, and you can you know today. I, I, you, is it even possible to count how many games are on TV? Yeah, it's unreal. Um, I mean, if it's going to be a snowy day and you're stuck at home, yeah. or you're not, you don't want to go out tonight. Um, you know, it's pretty awesome just flipping around to uh, all of a sudden there's like a buzzer beater in the Mountain West, and you're, you know, you're excited for Boise State in New Mexico or something. Uh, it's, uh, it's 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 and it's it's so unique fun. Yeah, I'm conflicted on this, Dan, because I'm not the college basketball junkie that you and a lot of folks are. But the one problem I've had at conference tournaments is I suggest it's not a level playing field because it serves the mediocre and the bottom feeders whose seasons are strung on winning the next game. And there's a way more motivation. And I think that's why so many lower seed teams win. But to your point... Uh, Fans like when games mean something, and every game means something, and that's what makes this so compelling, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, you know, one team's going to go all out, and they're playing for their season, and now they're just sitting there. But I, I think once the ball is up in the air, everybody wants to win a championship. Everyone wants to win, um, you know, a league title, all of that stuff. So I think it gets pretty competitive. But, uh, you know, I, it's... They've never quite quantified whether it's better to win or not. Do you rest? You know, are you better off not playing three or four games in a row the weekend before? Um, you know, it, it, you know. Every time you sit there and go, "Oh, it doesn't really help to win this thing." Particularly the Big Ten that goes all the way to Sunday, and you could conceivably just be playing. You know, you play three. You know, look at Michigan State in the next. I mean, they're playing tonight, right? They play this afternoon. This afternoon, two thirty. This afternoon, I'm sorry. Yeah. Somebody's playing tonight, right? At at nine thirty, and you could then be playing again at at uh, you know whatever it is, two thirty or something on Sunday or whatever that time that championship game. You're playing three games in right in you know basically you know less than forty eight hours right. and. You know, does that worry you? But it's, you know, who the heck knows? No one's ever quite figured it out. Other teams, then they go in on a roll and they keep rolling. So I just like that, honestly, there's so many games on today. If you just like college basketball and the the mayhem that it produces, you can find a close game uh, at all four windows of all, all day long. Yeah, you look hard enough, you'll find a close game. It may be two teams you didn't watch all year, right? But that can be fun too. Yeah, that that's one thing I do enjoy about it. even teams you don't care about because there's so much on the line. It becomes compelling drama, and everyone yeah. likes drama. There's no question about it's that. It's unique. It's the the best. The the I always thought the best part of college basketball is you have. I think I don't know what we're up to now, but at least 350 teams mm -hmm. ostensibly playing for one championship. Right. 
Like you would never invent such a thing. Right. It's, it's completely absurd. Yeah. And, and and here they are. And you've got, you know, the smallest schools, the biggest schools, you've got religious schools, military schools, <laughs> you know, big city schools, little right. towns. I think it's like 47 states have a D1 team. Hmm. Um, it's just everywhere. So it's just kind of everyone's got something to root for. Dan, um, although not much in Michigan, I think we need Michigan State to do something here. Could we get? Could the whole state get shut out? Well, I don't know. I'm just going to go there. Dan Wetzel's with us from yeah. Yahoo Sports. What do you make of Michigan's putrid second half yesterday? I know they've lost a lot of close games, and they're probably a little better than their record. But that was really disappointing yesterday to, to miss 18 of their first 19 shots in the second half and get bounced in the tournament. And I don't think they got a chance to get a bid Sunday, do they? Nah, I, I doubt it. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't think this was a very this is a great Michigan team, um, but they were playing a lot better of late. They had won a, a number of good games, and you know, you lose in double overtime on the road. You lose it, you know, overtime at home. You know, those are one play games by definition. So you think, all right, they're you know, I don't, they had they had work to do to get into the, the NCAs, but. You, you know they they seem to have found some some rhythm. Uh, they had you know they got a couple pros on the team. It's it started getting and, and Juwan Howard's thing has not been regular season. It's been it's had two decent runs in the NCAs, and that's kind of what fueled them. So yeah, maybe they're getting better, maybe they're ready to go. And then that was just that was just ridiculous. You know, uh, fifty points. Um, you know, uh, obviously nobody could hit a shot. Yeah, uh, just. That was just, you know, dreadful. So, I mean, uh, I, I can't imagine them getting in, or do they deserve to get in? Yeah, I get it. Dan, what's with this from Yahoo Sports? I mentioned I go way back with him. I've probably known you 30 years. Where did you cut your teeth before you became a big star? Where would you start? Uh, when I first came to Detroit, I was working at uh, Basketball Times Magazine. I okay. Basketball Times Magazine. I do remember that. I think that's when I first met you. But uh, before that, I was like a news reporter in Chicago and Indianapolis and uh-huh. uh, places like that. So was it always a, been at Yahoo for a while. Always a dream to be a columnist? Was that a big goal of yours? Um. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That'd be, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I think it was just to be able to cover big stories and be, be a, uh, you know, be employed. Hey, it's the media, you know. Yeah, I get it. Every day you're working. Every day you're working is <laughs> yeah. a good day in our business. I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know if it was necessary to be a columnist or whatever exactly it was, but yeah, um, it's worked out. I've, I've, I've loved living in Michigan. You did write a column on Jim Beheim. Was he forced out at Syracuse? Well, yeah. I mean, I think the thing with Jim Beheim, Jim Beheim went to Syracuse at 18 as a walk-on. Um, he just walked on the freshman basketball. They used to have freshman teams back in the 60s. And uh, mm-hmm. and he basically never left. Um, he did play a little bit of, like, old Eastern professional league ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old Jim Beheim is in Scranton, but he still would live in Syracuse and he'd work with the program as like a part-time coach and stuff like that. And then he became assistant and he did 47 years as the head coach. So he's basically been there 60 years. I think it was impossible mentally for Jim Beheim to ever quit, to ever step away from Syracuse. He loves Syracuse in a way I don't 
I don't know anybody else uh, who loves their school more than Jim Beheim. And, you, you know, you think about the relationship Izzo has with Michigan State, and they're just basically inseparable. There's like no there's no space between the two of them. Mm-hmm. He is as much Michigan state, but he didn't go to Michigan state. Right. You know, he didn't, he didn't, um, you know, you know, and I understand not, not a knock on him, but no, I understand. I understand. You, know, you, you extend it even further mm-hmm. and you, you say, I want to go here so bad. I'm going to walk on the freshman team. And then he ended up being, I think he averaged over 14 a game as a senior and became a good player. Right. And he never left. Um, he he never interviewed for another job. Um, he got the head job by threatening to leave to Rochester and take all the recruits with him. So they gave him the head job. <laughs> and at one time, Ohio, like he would, his schools would call. I mean, big you know, big time schools. Everyone wanted Jim Beheim. He's winning big at, at Syracuse, which is a private school in a working class city in you know central New York where it snows all the time. It's you know Syracuse isn't try to equate it, but it's it's not it's actually very Lansing like but without a big ten school, right? Right, right. It's a smaller school. It's it's nothing but it's not the state capitals. It's right. more like a Saginaw. I don't know. It's yeah. it's just there. There's nothing glamorous about it. Right. There aren't a lot of players there. Uh you can gotta go all the way to New York City, it's four hours away and get, you know, and, and all this and he stayed and everyone would call. One time Ohio State had their A D fly up there. He just wouldn't couldn't get Beheim on the phone, or finally got Beheim on the phone. He said, "I'm coming tomorrow. You're meeting with me." <laughs> um, this is Rick Bay, mid '80s. Shows up. Beheim's like, "Don't come." He shows up. Beheim's like, "All right, sit down." He's got a raise. He's got look. We got these facilities. We're in the Big Ten. We got this. We got all these players in Ohio. And it's his 20 minute meeting. He says, "Go away. I'm not. I'm not leaving Syracuse. I just can't <laughs> live anywhere other than here." Yeah, and so he turns down, and he's never done that dalliance. He never spent all his time looking for jobs, and so I just think at the end, seventy-eight, he just couldn't. He knew he had to retire. Uh, he knew they wanted him to retire, um, but he just couldn't. So yeah, he was forced out. I said he's seventeen, fifteen this year. I mean, uh, forty-seven seasons, forty-five winning, mm-hmm. uh, thirty-five NCAs. I, you know. I, Good luck to the program going forward, but I have a feeling they're going to find out how hard it is to win up there, especially especially in the ACC when they took away the Big East. Uh, Syracuse is a regional factor in the Northeast, and to be able to to recruit and win games when you're playing in Boston and New York and Philly and D.C. all the time, yeah. that's when Syracuse is the best. Once you move that program and you're playing your conference championship game in, in Greensboro, North Carolina, not – Madison Square Garden, where they used to fill the place up. It's just a totally, it's a really tough job now. So um, I know Beheim's, you know, uh, easy to dislike. He's annoying. I mean, he's the weirdest guy. These huge, you know, remember he had the old Coke bottle glasses? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All of it. I, I get all of that. Um, but he was one of the unique characters in college basketball. And one of those just, I mean, um, I'm sure there's somebody listening who remembers Syracuse before Jim Beheim, but not many. <laughs> yeah. So, be, care- um, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, be yeah. careful. Yeah. I get you. Cover the NFL. Dan Wetzel does closely. Uh, wild times and a wild week with what's going on with the Ravens quarterback and with Aaron Rodgers holding everyone hostage, including the Jets, trying to make a decision. How is this going to play out in the next seven days, in your mind, uh, specifically with Aaron Rodgers? 
Man, I, you know, it, I, to me, it's Aaron Rodgers either either is retiring or he's going to the Jets. Um, I think, you know, the Packers have, are, are ready to move on. I don't know how that really works if he goes back there. I mean, obviously, they, it can. But if he wants to play football, uh, the Jets have probably a better situation. It's a much diff- more difficult conference. Um, you know, the, the competition is particularly just, you just look at the quarterbacks in the AFC, they're just the brutal run, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lawrence, Herbert, uh, you know, all of the guys. There's Deshaun Watson maybe get going. We'll see where Lamar ends up. I mean, just a, a tough conference, but that team is ready to go, and he can plug right in, and they want him. Um, I think it appeals to Aaron Rodgers. It gives him that one more... I can prove you wrong. I'm not done. Kind of, you know, I don't need Green Bay. I can do it. I think he ends up going to the Jets. But this is Aaron Rodgers trying to predict what he's going to do. If you told me before, uh, you know, two months ago, he, he uh, part of his uh, his decision making process would be a darkness retreat for four days. <laughs> um, so who who knows? But. He also, I think he's got sixty million. He makes this year fifty is fifty seven or fifty eight million dollars. Um, I know he's got a lot of money, but that's that's man, that's uh, that's hard to turn down. It's a lot to walk away from. Let me ask you this, Dan: yeah. if, if you're the Jets, do you impose a deadline because, or do you work on Aaron Rodgers' schedule and let all these other quarterbacks like Garoppolo and whoever sign until Aaron Rodgers makes his decision? That's a little bit of a dilemma for them, isn't it? It is. I mean, they let Derek Carr go. Right. They certainly have a confidence that they think they can get him. Garoppolo is really the other one that that's a that's a reasonable plan B. Um, but yeah, they're they're being aggressive and saying oh, we're all in on on Aaron Rodgers. So they certainly you know they they all flew out there, including the owner, to meet with them. They certainly have a. They didn't. They haven't jumped yet. So they obviously feel like there's a really good chance, and maybe they've even been assured. Uh, you know, we don't. Aaron Rodgers can announce the decision, and you know, right now. Um, so, it's they obviously have a confidence that this will happen. That because they're not jumping on anyone else. Otherwise, yeah, they're they're stuck. But they've got they're a lot like the Lions. They had a really nice team last year. Um, they didn't make the playoffs. They only won seven games, but that defense is great. Uh, Sauce Gardner. Um, you know, a kid from Detroit King is, 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 you know, defensive rookie of the year. He looks like a superstar. That Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, their wide receiver is the offensive rookie of the year for the AFC. So they've got a, they've got a lot to play with and they're like, we need to win right now. I think everything in the NFL is not, it's no longer let's build for five years. It's, you might have a two year window yeah. to, to get something done. And that, I think that's the, the mentality of the Lions too. It's like, hey, I know we haven't won a playoff game since 92, but, like this is our chance next year to win the division, win a playoff game, maybe win two play. Like you can't just sit there and go, it'll be a slow burn because it's just too hard to put these things together. And you see windows close really quick and you just don't know. So um, they're, they're being aggressive and we'll see what happens with, with Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure uh, Lions fans, uh, the entire NFC North will be happy to see Aaron Rodgers leave. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Dan Wetzel with us from Yahoo Sports. I've got a million things to ask you. I run out of time. It's always great to catch up with you, Dan, and I know you're busy. I greatly appreciate your time. Keep up the good work and keep winning awards, will you? I will. It's a pretty good Appreciate you, Fred. Always enjoyed talking to you and uh, all the support you've given through the years and leadership and all of it. So 
Thank you. Thank you. Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports. We're going to change course here and talk a little gymnastics. Now, do I follow gymnastics? No, not closely. But do I appreciate what's being done at Michigan State with Mike Rowe, the coach there? Indeed. They've had a couple of banner seasons, and we're going to catch up with him, give him a little uh, little bit of chance to talk about what's going on with Michigan State gymnastics. Mike Rowe from Michigan State coming up on the Sparrow Start on Sports. It's hour number two, brought to you by our friends at Shaheen Chevrolet. Stay with us, folks. City Limits in Mason, what a gathering place for people who've enjoyed bowling and just recreation and get-togethers for a number of years, and it's going hot and heavy, and it's safe and sound, and you ought to see all the people in the parking lot who enjoy City Limits every single day. You can sign up for a bowling league for a special occasion seven days a week after a game or go watch games on the big screen TV. City Limits on Cedar Street in Mason. Everybody knows where it is, and everybody loves it. You'll love City Limits, Cedar Street in Mason. Another big year is here at Pure Green Smith Tree. Visit puregreenlawn.net or call 703-1111 to get your quote for the new lawn program before the schedule is full. The new Lawn Plus program provides a soil test as a first step, taking lawn care results to a new level. Hey, hurry, don't miss out. Visit puregreenlawn.net or call 703-1111. What a great company. And for problems with trees, Pure Green Smith Tree to the rescue. Again, at 703 703- 1111. Doty Mechanical to serve you. You see those trucks everywhere. 327-7777 locally owned and operated. Heath Atkerson says we offer a full range of indoor air quality products for healthier living. A factory authorized carrier dealer. Offering a full range of maintenance services to ensure your equipment operates at peak efficiency, all while extending its life. As we like to say, experience the Doty difference. Indoors or outdoors, Doty Mechanical 327-7777. One of the most popular restaurants in our area for years continues that way. Woody's Oasis on Trowbridge Road in East Lansing. As the saying goes, eat at Woody's, live longer with a Mediterranean cuisine. And now the menu has some wonderful new items they're all excited about. Chicken Kafta, along with their Woody's Burgers, Euros Fries, and a whole lot more. For all the information, the website, woodiesoasis.com, or call 351-2280. Woody's, eat at Woody's, Trowbridge Road, East Lansing, and live longer. The WVFN High School Basketball Player of the Week is brought to you by Wayne Lacey and Shea Mac Mortgage, by Doubting Industries, and by the Greater Lansing Sports Authority. This week's winner is Caleb. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Serving a wide menu of pub grub and pizza, plus a shuffleboard table, dine-in or takeout, closes at 11 p.m., and the menu can be found online at artspublancing.com or call 977-1033. Serving all three labor shifts in the city with wonderful fare. Arts Pub, Kalamazoo Street, have a great time there in Lansing. 2023 promises to be a wonderful year for Candy Ford in Charlotte, serving all the mid-Michigan area for years. John Dykstra says it's worth the drive. 
drive to Lansing Road in Charlotte to visit Candy Ford, you'll find a new or used Ford car, truck, van, or SUV serving drivers for a number of years. You can shop online, okay? Go to candyford.net or go on in the showroom anytime, six days a week, all year long. 2023, a big year. You enjoy Candy Ford in Charlotte. It is always golf season at Michigan State's Forest Acres Complex. The pro shops have terrific closeouts on special apparel and merchandise, great for gift giving. Check the website at any time for the latest on golf activities. That's golf.msu.edu. Call 355-1635 for any information on tee times and availabilities and practice anytime in the heated stalls on the East Course. The 2023 season will be better than ever, so always think golf is ongoing at MSU's Acres Golf Complex. Young or old, okay, male or female, you got some pains, you got aches, peak performance physical therapy is where you ought to start first. And they've got locations now in DeWitt, Mason, Westshire Drive in Lansing, and also Grand River Avenue in Okemos. 853-6800 is the number. Before you go through all those doctors and any of those surgeries, let their people take good care of you if they've done for so many people in the area. And hey, if you mention Stout on Sports when scheduling your evaluation, you receive a free gift when you come in for your first appointment. Peak Performance Physical Therapy. From the White Law PLLC Studios, Lansing's only sports station, The Game, 7.30 a.m. Fred, we're on the air. I know that. Okay. I'm doing something. Oh, no. Well, that means you're texting. Well, I have to take care of business. In other words, texting while you're, while I'm bringing you back on the air. Welcome back to the Sparrow Stone on Sports. You don't have to deal with this stuff with Tim, do you? Once in a great while. <laughs> Once in a great while, I do. It's the second hour of Stout on, Stout on Sports. We're actually going to talk to Tim in the third hour. We're waiting to hear from Michigan State's women's gymnastics coach. Meanwhile, we'll tell you the boys' district championships are tonight uh, all over the area. We have several teams still alive, including Holt and Mason. That game being played at Holt. And East Lansing against Waverly. That's at St. John's. That's the game Brock will be calling here on the game, 7.30 a.m. Ionia plays tonight in Division. Division two, Lansing Catholic, an upset winner the other night, plays Charlotte in Division two. That's at Lansing Eastern's Don Johnson Fieldhouse. Williamston, actually the defending state champion with a sub-500 record, is playing for a district championship tonight against Chelsea, and that's on Williamston's home floor. Langsburg still unbeaten. They play over at Elsie, which is a very good team. That's at New Lothrop tonight. And we have rather more out-of-our-area teams still alive in the area. And Fowler's boys are actually also playing tonight at Lansing Christian. Right down the street. Yeah, right, right. We can almost walk there. Uh, uh, um, well, not today. No, we wouldn't like want to yesterday when it was 40 degrees. Yeah, we could have, but not today. In the girls' uh, regionals last night, Lansing Catholic, congratulations to them. The Cougars won a regional title, beating Chelsea in the regional final. So Lansing Catholic goes to the quarterfinals at Chelsea. Uh, DeWitt and Holt. Holt won that game, so Holt moves on to the quarterfinals, uh, winning the regional there. Over to Elsie, whipped Dansville on Dansville's home floor. 35-12, to 12, holding Dansville, a very good team, to only 12 points. And Fowler won its regional last night. Uh, so Fowler moves on to the quarterfinals once again, trying to win a third straight state championship. 
We haven't talked about the Pistons yet. We don't talk a lot about the Pistons, with good reason. Yeah, with good reason. And I really, liked, I really liked the hiring of Dwayne Casey a few years ago. I thought it was the right call. I thought it was a really good move. Now I say, what does a coach have to do to get fired? Three straight 50-loss seasons. They've lost 52 games this year, including 10 in a row. They have the worst record in the NBA. They played the team with the second-worst record, I believe, last night, the Charlotte Hornets, on the Pistons' home floor. They were down close to 20 late in the game, finally lost. And now they've lost 52 games. What's a coach got to do to get fired, Brock? I like the guy. I, I, I do, too. Uh, Did a good he, job in Toronto, but it's not working. It's not working. He's got one year left on his contract, so they only need to pay him off for one year. I thought he should have been fired. I, I lost faith in him after they blew the uh, L.A. Clippers game at uh, LCA back in December, I think it was. And they uh, they were up by 15 with three minutes to go or whatever and lost that game in regulation. I said, I'm done with him. Needs to go at some point. You know, well, you're not going to fire him during this year. At this point, at this stage of the season, well, there's no mean, reason e to. Even a month ago, why would you fire them then? They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And yet their drafts have been fairly productive, but that's, that's the problem with the NBA in the draft. Unless you get a really stud, you have can they get, been, Have you they can, been productive? They're still losing. Well, but Jaden Ivey is a pretty good player. And who's the guy that's hurt and hadn't played all year? The guy they uh, drafted Kate last year, Cade Cunningham, yeah. is a pretty good player. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, oh, James Wiseman, we don't know. Yeah, he's, there's a some pro people, he's a project. There's some people that are just in love with Killian Hayes as a point guard. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Uh, to use exactly Tim's language, Yeah, that's exactly he's right. He's Killian Hayes. I know. There's 55 Killian Hayes in the league. But some people in Detroit are just in love with him and yeah. think he's going to be a great player. I haven't seen it. Ten straight losses for the Pistons. Who leads that Players' Championship? i got to check that. We have the players going on in, uh, in golf, and this is considered the fifth major. And now that I started, i got to finish. Who's leading the players, Brock? I know you're taking a call. Yeah, give me a second here. Chad Ramey was leading it. Uh, no, well, he's, he's tied with Griffin. Ben Griffin, who, uh, who is three under par on the day today. Uh, I have was, not heard of either leader. Um, Griffin barely, or me. I've yeah. barely heard of them. Colin Morikawa tees off in just over an hour. And he's a shot back. Victor Hovland, uh, he's at six under par, three under on the day. So there you go with that. Ryan Brem shot, what, even par yesterday? And he's going to struggle to make the He's three over now, right? He is four over now wow. through 11. He shot even par 72 yesterday. He's four over par. Tough day Probably not going to make the cut, which is right now at one over par. Let's go to our phone lines and our our, our uh, caller line, Lyle from. Boy, Lyle, I I know that you had to call in for Tim's thirtieth anniversary, right? No, you didn't. I called in on Monday, but that was it. I swear, I swear, do you go to his house on Christmas? Don't you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> nice to hear from you. What's on your mind this morning? Hey, uh, did you stop at the uh, last night? Did you stop at the goat and get a goat burger at uh, in in Fallerville? Was that the rumor? Well, you were a little late getting, getting there, but um, I've no. seen you on Tuesday night at the was it Tuesday night at the yeah. say you were out there. Yeah, uh, I went the other night. I didn't go last night. I went the other oh. night and had myself a burger at the, the what is it, the bloated goat? Yeah, it's a, they're good, but yeah. not good for you. Oh, I, well, how many times do you think I eat what's good for me? <laughs> well, exactly. At I least not on that. Too. I have been better, but not on that night. That was I. I love that place, so I was in town and I had an hour and I stopped in there. Um, 
Did you see me, or is that, did you see me, or is that going around town? No, no, I seen you. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I uh, no, I didn't see you at the goat. I seen you at the game. But, okay. Um, All right. I, I did stop at the goat as well. I, I didn't see you in there at the time because, gee, just getting through the doorway was an issue. God, that place is always crowded. Yeah. Anyway, Lansing Catholic uh, girls basketball. I'll tell you what, Fred. They can play defense. They're oh, yeah. swiping at that ball, and they will protect the paint. I thought, I seen that center from Tecumseh, and I thought, boy, she's going to eat him up. Well, that didn't work very well. Yeah, they, well, they're well coached. Casey's a really good coach, well respected in her field. I did not realize she had not won a regional title until last night, and she finally said she's going to take a couple days off and enjoy it because they don't play till Tuesday, spend time with their family, and enjoy it. I was glad to hear that because these coaches get so absorbed in game prep, they don't enjoy their job, so she's going to enjoy this one. And then watching the Minnesota game basketball, men's basketball last night. I feel sorry for that Ben Johnson. I mean, them guys just look like they're out of whack. And at times they play well, but they just, I don't know, they just, they can't get the ball inbounds. Say, you know, like Michigan State. Michigan State has a terrible time against a press uh, getting the ball inbounds. It just drives me crazy. But you must have watched the Iowa game. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. I never made the connection. Yeah. Anyway, hey, Fred, thanks. Take care. Thank you. That's Lyle from Delta Township calling in a regular and, here on Stout on Sports. And I have a pure green Smith tree breaking oh. sports moment. Uh, 703-1111, Mike Franco, Joe Lemon, for all your lawn care needs. Well, not today. Uh, for, you got downed trees, downed uh, tree branches, limbs, whatever. They can take care of it for you. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't ask uh, uh, Dan Dickerson about this, at least mentioned a little bit. The Tigers have made their latest cuts. Uh, they have optioned pitcher Reese Olsen and uh, infielder uh, Wenseal Perez to AAA Toledo. They have also reassigned pitchers Angel De Jesus, Brennan Hanafi, and position player Mario Feliciano to minor league camp. So that means they now have 54 players remaining in Major League Camp. Didn't, doesn't Feliciano do the anthem once in a while? Um, no, oh, that, that must be Mario's that's Jose great Feliciano. uncle, Jose. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask him about it because all those names were guys you expect to get cut. So. Yeah, there's no major surprises yet. Yeah. Dan will be on the air today. The Tiger game against the Yankees is on right here when we're done at 1 o'clock. Uh, after Tim got off the air yesterday, he noted to me that Irvin Johnson had uh, sent out a tweet that his father, Irvin Johnson Sr., had passed away. Uh, he had been in bad health. Irvin Johnson Sr. was 88 years old. I know Irvin was in town recently over the holidays and spent some time with him. Uh, he was not getting around very well. Irvin Sr. wasn't. Uh, he was uh, in ill health in recent years. 88's a good run. Our condolences to the family of Irvin Johnson uh, over the passing of Irvin Johnson Sr. Quite a name here in this town, not only for his son, but he's uh, done many uh, great things himself and uh, married 61 years to a wife he sur that survives him. And our condolences to the Johnson family and all who know magic. Irvin Johnson Sr. passed away yesterday, shortly after Tim got off the air. At least that's when we got word of it, when Irvin sent out a tweet. And our condolences to the Johnson family over the loss of Irvin Johnson Sr. In fact, Tim's going to come on uh, next hour. I'm sure we'll, we'll chat about that a little bit. He knew him better than I did, although I did know him and Irvin's mother. Uh, Tim is, uh, goes back a long way with that family, so we'll get his, his thoughts on that. We're still waiting to talk a little gymnastics. 
gymnastics. We're trying to uh, catch up with Mike Rowe, Michigan State's gymnastics coach. We'll try to do all that. We'll take a break and take more of your conversation on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. This is a Friday. It's snowing out, but it's going to melt, right? The Sparrows start on sports. Stay with us. on tap today here on the game 7:30 a.m. WVFN. Mike Rowe, Michigan State gymnastics coach, uh, going to be coming up, uh, as well as Waverly boys basketball coach Rod Watts, possibly another guest. Who we may call Tim. We'll see what happens with that. At one o'clock, Tiger baseball preseason, not preseason, spring training baseball. Tigers and the uh, Yankees from Lakeland, Florida. That's at one o'clock. Then at four, offensive minded with Beanie Howell. At 6:45, it is high school boys basketball. Uh, district action, district final action, Waverly against East Lansing from uh, St. John's High School. Over on 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 uh, MMQ, it is Michigan State men's basketball at the Big Ten Tournament. They're playing Ohio State 1.30 p.m. this afternoon, pregame 2.30 tip-off. That's what's on tap. The game 7.30 a.m. WVFN. For more than 80 years, MidMichigan has benefited from all those wonderful quality dairy stores. There's always one close to you. And as we like to say, it's always quality dairy time around MidMichigan in so many different ways. But convenience is number one. With fresh baked goods every day in the deli and a whole lot more for you. Pick up anytime you want for the most sundry items you can imagine. It's always quality dairy with quality start to finish. We love quality dairy taking care of so many people throughout mid-Michigan. One of the great companies in the greater Lansing area for years and years, the Eye Company, now Eye Development. And there's always something new 2023, a big year for Eye Development. And Nathaniel's here to tell us more. Thanks, Tim. Excited to be here. Come visit us at Eye.com for any of your commercial real estate needs, whether it's office, residential, retail, industrial, Whatever your needs are, come visit i.com and we'll help you. Particularly for office in Woodland Square, that Okemos and Jolly area is very popular. For retail up in that area at Woodland Square, you might find one of our tenants, Gray's Craze, coming soon. That's new. In downtown Lansing, where we're seeing more and more people back to work, come and see uh, uh, Sweet Encounters, the bakery cafe that's down there. Come and see us for any of your commercial needs at idevelopment.com. It is one of the best companies I've ever seen in the mid-Michigan area with wonderful people to take care of you in every way, every day. In these uncertain times, two things are critical. Keeping costs down and your ability to communicate. The Antenna Men can install a new TV antenna and save you money by cutting the cord with cable and satellite. And Cell Signal Pros can install a cell booster to improve your in-home communications for increased cellular usage. Call the Antenna Man and Cell Signal Pros seven days a week. Watch TV for free with the Antenna Man. The Antenna Man. This is Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The official printer 
Stout on Sports, the best printer, best print shop I've seen in the area, ASAP Printing, in Okemos, West Jolly Road on the strip mall just off Okemos Road. Ed Giles got It's easy to find. You park right in front. It's clearly marked. 349-7300 with any questions. ASAP Printing. All right. If you need signage for getting your people back to work, Florida Cal's, informational posters, yard signs, banners, all that because of the pandemic or anything. That's ASAP Printing where no job is too big or too small in Okemos. Hey, guys. If you need the gift, the gift you can find at Ozzy Jewelers just north of Frandor, Ozzy will have the gift you need to make any occasion special. You've heard about Ozzy, seen the commercials. Isn't it time you went into Ozzy and let him help you find something spectacular, all right? Ozzy has brought the best from around the globe right to our doorstep. Ozzy Jewelers, you'll love it. Ozzy Jewelers, the official jeweler of Stout on Sports, serving you at 332-7900. You'll love everything you get at Ozzy Jewelers. There's no end to the golf season at Leading Edge Golf right across from Okemos High School six days a week. Remember, they've got all those indoor track mans. No matter what the weather is outside, you can play the great golf courses of the world at Leading Edge Golf. For holiday time and closeout time, for buying clubs and having them fit for the special apparel, everything for the golfer, 12 months a year, six days a week at Leading Edge Golf. Take a look at all the specials for golfers any time of the year but it's indoor season, always at Leading Edge Golf. The Game, 7.30 a.m. Streaming the best at non-stop sports talk now for all of Lansing and the free Game 7.30 a.m. app. Tap, tap, tap in today. All right, Tim is off today. Fred Human filling in for Tim. Move over, Tom Izzo and Stacey Slobodnik. Stoll, there's a new champion on campus, and it's the Michigan State Gymnastics team. What a run they've had nearly, I mean by percentage points, making the Nationals last year. Sharing the Big Ten Championship this year in the regular season, the first championship in school history. One more meet left in the regular season. That's a Saturday night, a senior night at home against Northern Illinois. Then it's on to the Big Ten Tournament and then the NCAA Tournament. And Mike Rowe, a Spartan grad, is partly or largely responsible for this. He has revived this program, and he's on the line with us this morning. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm doing fine, Fred. Thanks so much. And, no, you were right the first time. Uh, I have a big, big village here that takes all the responsibility <laughs> of getting this program to where it is. There's a lot of people. Well, um, well, it's been quite a run, though, and being a Spartan alum, this must be rewarding for you, isn't it? It's it's extremely rewarding. Um, it's been a it's been a fun journey too, and we're we're still having fun. So you know that's the plan for this weekend, and then going to Big Ten Championships next weekend in Iowa City and see how this all plays out. Now, one of your, you're 17-2 and two this year. One of your losses was to Iowa, so they must be strong, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. We didn't have a very good night. Oh, you're that, chuckling. That so there's we're just kind of flat. Okay. So, so you're as good um, as they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can be I can be adamant about that and, and be very strong, strongly support that. Um, uh, we, we'll do the job this weekend. Well, so so you won the t- you you shared the regular season title, so it's just like basketball and other sports. So the 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 postseason gymnastics tournament is a, another new animal, then, isn't it? A whole new animal, right? Yeah, we all start from scratch. It can be anybody's game. We were fortunate enough by our win loss record to make the premier session with the with the top four teams, and um, 
being the number one seed, which was a first also. Uh, but anybody from the afternoon session, is it's, it's a clean slate for everybody in the tournament. You're a gymnastics coach now, but you were a professional dancer for like 13 years in New York City? Yeah, well, all over the place. I ended up in New York, um, but I toured the world um, starting in California. As soon as I graduated from Michigan State in 85, I moved out to San Diego and just started auditioning. I was doing a little bit of dance, musical theater background here by a minor at Michigan State. I never completed it. I just, as soon as I graduated, moved out there and thought I'd get my feet wet by just jumping in full force and was very fortunate to connect with some good people and um, start a path that just kind of through networking and everything with directors and choreographers, um, I I got around a lot and got a lot of uh, credits and um, had a blast doing it. And then, you know, I I started late, basically, um, at 36 years old when I ended up in New York. My body was breaking down big time, and it was at that time I had to make some, you know, serious decisions about what my next career path was going to do because uh, New York City is a tough gig, and I didn't know how much longer I wanted to do that. So, um, yeah, full circle, right back to gymnastics and um if you can't do it, you teach. Yeah. <laughs> You're <I am> teaching. <laughs> Weren't you on the cheer squad here as an as a, uh, undergrad? Yeah, yeah, for all four years. Yeah, well, and you're a proud yeah. Spartan. I mean, this is a big deal to you to lead your, your oh, own yeah. school I mean, to some is, glory, isn't it? I, fo- I followed some of the gymnasts. The female gymnasts uh, were in my pro. One of them specifically was in my program, uh, Landscape Architecture. And um, so I came to the meets and watched, and I... You know, we cheered in the same facility, basically. We shared the third floor in Jenison with uh, both gymnastics team, um, guys and girls, and so got to know a lot of the student-athletes back then. And, yeah, it's here I am in that same, same spot quite a few years later. <laughs> well, good for you. And uh, this, it's, it's been a really remarkable run. How, how many percentage points did you tell me you missed the Nationals by last year? We missed it by four tenths. Four tenths. Four tenths of one point. Wow. To the University of Alabama, which ironically enough, uh, kind of challenged them to go at it again this year down in uh, Tuscaloosa, and we lost by the same amount. I'm going to say we gave it away by four tenths because we did amazing, amazing, amazing things. I said it was a win in so many different ways, being on the SEC platform with, you know, Friday Night Heights and, you know, eight a crowd of 8,000-something and their tradition, their national championship uh, history and everything being so huge under a new coaching staff and everything. So we gave it our all. We had a goal of just, you know, coming out of the gates equal or better than we did last year, and we bettered that by more than a point. Mm-hmm. But we still fell, once again, four tenths to them. Wow. So that was a little, that, that's one of our losses. Yeah, that's, your, that's your other loss this year, right? Yeah, yeah. If we if we would have done then what we're doing now, we would have cleaned them. Wow. <laughs> well, you're not you're not shy of confidence, and I, I did give you four too many wins. You're actually thirteen and two, and you have this freshman. I've talked to you before on the television, and Nick, Nikki Smith. Um, she yeah. is something else, isn't she? Yes, he just actually this week won um, Big Ten Gymnast of the Week and Freshman of the Week. I she saw that. She was a double. And then we had Jory, so we had, we had a clean sweep there, and 
it was it was pretty impressive. We're very, very, very proud of them. Proud of the whole team. We got a great bunch of kids. I believe that's the fifth time Nikki has won Freshman of the Week this year. Um, yeah. I, do you coach her or do you sit back and enjoy her like the rest of us? <laughs> it, it depends on the day. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 believe it or not, sometimes they may look like robots or whatever, but they don't come in every day like that. So we got to, you know, motivate them to understand that, hey, we got to, every day we got to show your best so we can pick up those half tense, quarter tense, little things like that. Striving for perfection is pretty difficult. And, you know, it's it's hard for them to get up and going every day like that with only, you know, two days off a week. So um, occasionally I coach her. <laughs> I coach her on bars. And, um, but she's a pleasure. She, you give her one correction and she's, she's good. She can come in and get, you know, three, three, four turns in and in a 45 minute rotation. And it only takes, you know, 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this team? a lot of kids like that, so it's 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 they're a pleasure, you know. To they retain the corrections, they they want to do better, and they know what it takes to get there. We have some, you know, digital uh, recording devices where they can we can offset it by a certain amount of time, and they can see replays of the routines mm-hmm. as they do them. So if they're not understanding a correction, they can actually see it. And oh, that's what you're talking about, you know, right. that kind of thing. Um, when you yeah. t- when you talk about four tenths of a percentage point from getting to the nationals, yeah. how much is that a motivator to this year's team, if at all, Mike? It's been the motivator. They've from from that day they were devastated when they didn't make it because they in their minds they were going. They were just taking each step, you know, one day at a time and one step at a time. And when we saw uh the final score off and the final routine go up. We ended up on vault and set our program vault record in the uh, Sweet 16 last year, which was a program team record and vault. We thought, oh, my, this is just great. We're doing all this stuff. We're going. And then the final scores flashed up after the final routines were, like, shy by four tenths. But we've you can lose by .025, a quarter of a tenth. So it's it's, you know, four tenths seems like a lot when you think you can lose by .025. Yeah, well, the, yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite a run here for the last couple of years. Like all coaches at Michigan State, uh, there are a lot of things coaches have to deal with and many adversities, but rarely does a coach have to deal with athletes who have gone through what we went through here a month ago with classmates getting shot and killed. Um, yeah. How much of a counselor have you had to become with your team, and what what kind of a process has that been for you, Mike? Um, well, obviously, you know, the, the, the event itself and that night was very hectic and very scary for a lot of them. A couple of my, one of my managers and one of my athletes actually lived uh, in one of the dorms over by Berkey Hall. Wow. And so that was, wow. you know, we were on the phones all night with all of them to make sure they were yeah. sheltered down and where they were. We had a couple in classrooms that had evening classes that were with people they don't know, but, you know, furniture blocked up against doors and, you know. And, and that affects someone, you know, each one of them differently. And I got to, you know, take my hat off for how the university handled it for all of the students and the student athletes, the athletic department, all of the resources they have for, you know, you know, dealing with that. And if they wanted to address it in groups, individually, as a team, speaking with people, just, you know, any outlet that they needed to help them because, I don't think they were really processing it. They were just afraid. 
You know, they were afraid to leave their apartments or their dorms to go eat. They were afraid to come to practice. You know, that week we had, we postponed a meet, a dual meet with Illinois. And if we wanted to, they wanted to come into the gym uh, just to sit and hang and talk to each other, they could do that. And there was nothing mandated for them. So we kind of lost about a week of training, which at that point you're like, I didn't know if we were going to finish our season. I didn't know what was going on. It was just all kind of yeah. their mental health and well-being first. And, you know, unfortunately, two of my athletes uh, were pretty good acquaintances with two of the um, people involved. Oh, boy. Injured. Oh, and boy. So it, that made it even more difficult for them. Yeah. So um, I just think it, finding out that the day that they, they opened up the gym, they, they forbade us from coming to training or leaving their apartments or whatever for like, I think it was a day or two. And when we could bring them back into the gym, they were all there, you know, early. And it was just refreshing to yeah. see them together and interacting. And not that, you know, I think everybody was looking for a distraction or a way to, you know, have something to take their mind off it. And them being together, this Spartan family being together was the best thing that could have happened to them because they literally started training. Yeah. Not at our not at our direction. It was all voluntary, and they felt better being in. Like we've been in this situation before. Being in our gym is the their, their solitude, their sanctuary. Being together with each other, like they are, is was the best thing for them. Um, yeah. The department brought in you know therapy animals and dogs, and wow. they went to Potter Park Zoo and. The animal aspect of it really did a lot for them and opened their eyes to new things. And they went out to see the calves and cows yeah. and the dairy barns. And yeah. just and these are ideas on their own, yeah. Yeah. but they just started seeing how it was working. Yeah. And they really, it really helped. And it, it just, you know, day to day to day, the more we, we found that staying together was the best plan, that's what we did. Yeah, well, hey, we're going to bring you, lunch is coming in. Yeah. We're catering and lunch. Yeah, well, you know? Good for them and good for you uh, on your success. Yeah. I was in that gym and watching them compete is fascinating for a guy who has trouble bending down to pick up a pen off the floor. To what they do oh, is yeah. amazing to me. Con continued success to you and thanks for your time this morning, Mike. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Anytime. Right. Mike, I have some good news for you in a couple weeks here. Very, very good. Mike Rowe, the gymnastics coach at Michigan State. Hour number three coming up on Stout on Sports. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A's with 4.23 left in the first quarter of the Lakers' 143-107 victory over the Nuggets. The previous leader was Elvin Hayes with 4,193 personal fouls. Lansing Sports Station. The game. 7.30 a.m. This world has its limits, but in the all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria, you've got a world of possibilities. You can leave it all behind in serene. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Sparrows Down on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in Mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Well, no, Tim's not on the air. Yet he will be. This is Fred filling in for Tim. But Tim is traveling today and told us to call him, so I wanted to catch up with him. Aren't you too busy traveling and scurrying around to come on the radio? In 30 years of doing this, you would be amazed when we're on the road. It's... Hello, Tim. When you're on the road, your phone drops out? Well, so much for being on the road, because we lost him. Ha! <laughs> That's live radio, folks. Are you still there? Put this on the best of, will you? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Tim was on, and we've lost him. So we got to call him back, right? Yeah. Uh, the Big Ten tournament is among the things I want to talk to him about. And I want to get his thoughts on the passing of Irvin Johnson Sr., who passed away and uh, got word of it after Tim was off the air yesterday. So certainly he has some thoughts on that. And, of course, we disagreed, why not, on who would be better for Michigan State to play today, Ohio State or Iowa. Tim thought it would be better to play Ohio State. I thought it would be better to play Iowa, and we disagreed on that. So, I don't know, as soon as you said 30 years of doing this, we lost you and you dropped out. Are you there? I'm in the metro parking garage at Detroit's Metropolitan Airport. So, of course, you got all these cement overhangs. Uh, and so, therefore, sometimes the, the cell signal, you know, wipes out. So I hope it doesn't wipe out. But, yeah, I've been in sand dunes. I've been in bathrooms. I've been in, uh, you know, foreign hotels. I mean, over 30 years when you're, you know, away and you're just visiting as a guest like I am. And, by the way, I got you all the way to Novi coming down here because I heard the interview with Dan Wetzel, and that was really good. Thank I you. learned a lot from that. Those guests are so much better than you know, having me on, because those guys all know something. <laughs> you know, one way or the other, those guys all know well, something. Well, I don't know about that, but I, I do know that after you got on the air yesterday, we got word that Irvin Johnson Sr. has passed, and because you were off the air, and you know him as well as anybody, and uh, go back with Irvin longer than anybody around, uh, give us your thoughts on the passing of Irvin Johnson Sr., because I know you have some. Well, you know, I hadn't seen him recently. I, I, I'm in touch with Irvin's brother, Larry, all the time because, as you know, Larry is involved in a lot of charitable, philanthropic things in the community, and he works with his brother. He had worked with Magic Johnson Enterprises. And, uh, and you know, I knew his dad, you know, mostly through the years that Irvin was either at Everett or at Michigan State or then his early years in the NBA when he came home. He was very, you know, I, I've, I've, when I get asked about him at speeches and all that sort of thing, Irvin is what he is because of his parents. His parents' value system, they had a lot of kids. I don't have the exact number. I'll say 10, and I could be off one or two. They treated them all the same. They knew they had a mega superstar who was in the news constantly, but they never 
They never got into that. His dad didn't like to fly. Well, if you're going to watch him play, you're going to have to go to the West Coast. But Irvin came home a great deal. You know, he helped his parents with a home. Uh, but I think that family's very tight-knit in a variety of ways. And Larry had told me, you know, over the last couple of months on other subjects, well, how's your mom and dad? Well, you know, dad's slowing down a little bit. They all got home for his 88th birthday last summer, and they are still in Lansing. I just think that the value system that his parents have, and they've been married for more than 60 years, it's just mind-boggling to me uh, that I knew that when when his dad passed, that he was uh, it was going to be very tough on all of them, and it certainly was Irvin, because he listened to his dad constantly on everything uh, because of the value system they have. You know, you look, you look at all these pro athletes today that make millions of dollars, but they, they either can't handle it, they don't invest it right, they're in trouble, they have all kinds of problems, whatever. But uh, but in Irvin's case, you know, when he was a rookie in the NBA, he had issues with how he was conducting himself with the Lakers because he wasn't really used to the professional notoriety. Well, you know, his mom and dad didn't get into that, and they helped him get on the straight and narrow with the proper people that he needed to be around. And his dad was a stickler in a lot of ways. You know, he worked at General Motors. He was uh, he then he formed his own, I think, trash business. He was meticulous about being a good businessman and being good. He 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 always wanted things to be done right. He was soft-spoken in a variety of ways. Like I said, I knew he had slowed down a bit. I did not know that this was coming when we found out yesterday. And I texted Larry this morning, and he texted right back. And, uh, you know, it's obviously a difficult time for them. As you know, Fred, when you lose any parent, uh, you know, it's it's a very difficult tra- a difficult transition. Um, so, uh, and his mother is very strong too. Their mother, you know, is yeah, she's, she's a rock. Salt of the, yeah. she, well, you know her. She's the yeah. salt of the earth. Yeah. Both of them are. They they never embraced the publicity. They never wanted publicity. But they could not have been more polite to people who who would say hi to them, knowing that either Urban was there or in the vicinity or at that guest table or whatever it was. So, yeah. I remember after, uh, you know, I get him confused a little. People get confused because his dad's name is Irvin Sr. And most people call him Magic. But his dad, I would see him at high school football games after his son had left. And he would be sitting by himself in the stands just watching Albert or Sexton or Eastern. And my wife and I would be at some of these games, as you know, on a Friday night, on a nice night, we'd go sit by ourselves. And I'd say, hey, there's Irvin's dad sitting three rows in front of us. I'd just go down and say hi. I wouldn't bug him, but he was very polite. I'd just say hi. How's the family? How's Mrs. Johnson? Blah, blah, blah. And leave him alone. But he... He 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 was he's a he he's been a terrific guy. They are what they are because of their parents. I yeah. absolutely believe that. Yeah. And he they'd all agree with that too. They'd yeah. all agree. Yeah, well said. Our condolences to him, his whole family indeed. Tim is with us on the road today. You're traveling. I, I hope you're getting out of the snow and going south. You're going to Florida, aren't you? No, we're going to Memphis for a wedding and then I gotta go to Florida for Oh, a that's, next that's next week. week. That's next week. This that's is Memphis, week. huh? Well, yeah. I've never been to Memphis, but I, you know, will I run into John Morant somewhere? I mean, I'm going down there for a wedding, and I don't even know really who's getting married. I just take my marching order. It's just a weekend. I'm back Sunday. Yeah. I hope I get back in time to get the NCAA pairings and all that, because this year the NCAA pairings are going to be more intriguing than many any other year, because trying to look at who's in, who's seated, 
who's assigned where, who's going to play whom. I mean, even in Michigan State's case, when they said yesterday, well, you know, they're kind of a seventh seed right now, well, that's going into the Big Ten tournament. And who knows how that may or may not change if they win a couple, lose right away, or whatever. And I would say that for every team. So uh, I think the intrigue this year in the tournament will be will mirror the Big Ten tournament in that the Big Ten tournament, as you know, everybody's wide open. And like Fred just said yesterday in your office, we were all sitting there arguing over should State play Ohio State or Iowa. Then, by the way, last night on the phone, I'm on with a couple. There were a couple of friends of ours that were on the phone last night, including my oldest son, and they're all saying to me, "Oh no, they they you know they uh, they'd rather play Ohio State. You know they beat them. They're better." Blah blah. I said, "You know I and." As you know, Fred, yesterday I took the position. I think beating a team on a third time, especially a team that's on a roll, they've won four out of five. So the guy said to me, well, yeah, but that's the third game in three days. I don't buy all that completely. I think getting used to that floor, that crowd, having some confidence, having some momentum, and having a sense of resolve that we're tired of losing to Michigan State and we played them well in the game at the Breslin Center on their senior day this last Saturday. I mean, to me, the setup mentally is good. Whether Ohio State shoots well or poorly, or Michigan State shoots well or poorly, we'll find out around 2.30, right? Yeah, you and I disagreed, and Brock took my side. What a surprise. I, I would have rather played Ohio State than Iowa. Uh, you felt the opposite. You think Ohio State's gave them all they can want, don't you? Well, they could. I mean, look, if Michigan Steel, I, I, I tell this to, this is just my own opinion. I tell this to Brock all the time. I think basketball is a much simpler game to analyze than all these experts make it with all these X's and O's. To me, when you, it, it's like putting and I've said this forever. It's like putting in golf. When you, when you make the putts, you shoot a good score. But if you miss the putts, your score, you know, is going to reflect that. And shooting in basketball, when State played Ohio Columbus, they couldn't throw it in the ocean standing on a beach. Well, in the second half of the Breslin Center, Ohio State shot much better and stayed in the game. And when Michigan State shoots well, they're tough to beat. But if they miss a lot of shots today, well, then, you know, I think the game's going to be a lot closer. Like Michigan yesterday, you know, they, they made some shots in the first half. Rutgers didn't. And when you make one out of whatever it was in the second half for 19 minutes, son of a gun, they lost the game. I just it, to me, basketball is all the accuracy of how you shoot. Now you want to get good shots; it gives you a better chance to make them. And I think Michigan State has, you know, for the most part, pretty good shooters. Their guards are their strength. There's no question about that. Um, and I would pick Michigan State to win today. But I, I don't see this as a blowout game. I, I don't think Michigan State. I don't trust them for 40 minutes to play at the highest level that they tend to play, if that makes any sense. I think they're a team that can play really well at times, and then you think, you know, they're on their way, and then all of a sudden there's a five- or six-minute stretch, and and they let the other team back in, and yeah. that was clearly the case with Ohio State on senior day. I get that, but to Dan Wessel's point, who in college basketball isn't like that right now? I mean, Purdue was supposed to be number one team in the nation. They're 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. I mean, everyone's like and that. And they're trailing Rutgers 12-5 to five right now, five minutes into the game. Is that what it is? Yeah. Twelve to five yeah, Rutgers, five minutes in the game. Twelve five Rutgers. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. But now remember what I always tell Brock: in these games, the first half doesn't mean anything. You know, you got to get you got to get to where your the clock's winding down twenty minutes. In my opinion, 
But I'm not surprised by that at all. I think Rutgers is another team that's like a lot of teams that they can play extremely well. And then there are other times you say, how did these guys ever win a game? But you knew they'd be mo- they beat Purdue before, and they beat them on the road. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. If I had to pick the final game right now for the championship, I would pick Maryland to beat Michigan State on Sunday if I had to pick the championship. All right, well, now it's 15-5, so we'll see. Uh, I know you got a flight to catch. We wanted to get your thoughts on Irvin Sr. Uh, travel safe. Enjoy that wedding, and we'll see you back here on Monday, eh? Who else you've got coming up in the in the next hour? Well, we're gonna, I can listen right here on my iPhone. Well, we're going to call Rod Watts, whose Waverly team has a big game tonight in the district championship, and i got some other things to talk about. So probably Rod Watts is coming up, and and we'll do that as they play tonight. And we got uh, three regional champions last night crowned. I, I was surprised at that. Uh, four. We, Ovid, uh, Ovid Elsie had not won a regional in 40 years. Lansing Catholic had not won one in 20 years. And Holt had not won one in 48 years. And they all won last night. Yeah, does Lansing Catholic, do their girls get Detroit Edison next? No. No, they play in Chelsea. No, they don't play Detroit Edison. They got beat last night. I can't remember who they're playing or just off the Edison top of got head. beat? I Edison didn't know that. got beat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, wow. Did wow. they really? Well, yes. There's a there's a Smith Street uh, a pure green Smith Street breaking sports moment. I didn't division, know that. And in Division Three, Ovid Elsie will not play Ypsilanti Arbor Prep, who is the state title favorite, because Blissfield beat him last night. Oh, Arbor Prep lost. Well, yes. Well, to your point, though, it was sh- I thought it was a halftime score when you gave me the Ovid Elsie Dansville score at thirty-five to twelve. No, that's the final. Well, that's got to be half. No, that's that's got to be halftime. They only had f- seven in the first. Good. They got scored point, 12 points. What's yeah, going on? They're good, and they got a very good player, Megan Zeitz, and they held them to 12 points. Go figure. And, and Tim, I was at the game. Um, Dansville had four field goals the entire game. Four. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Michigan. I mean, how can you? <laughs> yeah, it does sound like Michigan, although Michigan would have loved to have a deal like that. Yeah. They would have loved to have that kind of productivity. So, uh, so I heard those last. You know, if Lansing Catholic, you know, you know how it is, Fred. In the tournament, it's who you play, and can somebody else knock out the favorite? And if you, McCabe thinks that, you know, he thinks Edison is is the WNBA champion more years than not. So, from that standpoint, if if uh, if they're out. You know, does Lansing Catholic stand a shot? Heck, they're only one win away from going to the president. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. Sure they have a shot. Sure they do. So, I, I think those quarter, you know, how many teams now do we have on the girls' side that are in the quarterfinals? Four, five, how many is I just named them. Four. Holt, Lansing Catholic, Ovid LC, and Fowler. And didn't the Fowler girls struggle a lot during the regular season and they've come on late? Well, yeah, but they, the way that their best player fractured her ankle in volleyball and she was out and she got back and they got better. Seems to make a difference. Emma Riley. Seems to make a difference. So Purdue's down 15 to 5. Huh? Seven, 17 to 7. 17 to 7. Eight, well, minute, eight I, I minutes mean, in. I, I think all, you know, all these games in this Big Ten tournament so far to me have not gone according to form. All of them, maybe except Maryland beating Minnesota last night. Yeah, that was the if only I had one. To pick, 
if I had to guess it, just for the heck of argument, I'd pick Maryland to beat Michigan State Sunday in the Big Ten tournament, a really close game. All right, I got a text from a Lansing Catholic parent last night that said, thank Tim for picking Hazlitt to beat us, will you? So there I go. Well, now I'm thinking about picking Catholic to win at least its quarterfinal. Oh, don't do that. Center, you know, <laughs> don't do I that. Mean, <laughs> Actually, you've seen them play, Brock's. Those guys are good. Yeah. I mean, they're and they're playing well. They don't, they're not afraid of anybody. Yeah, I think I've seen Lansing Catholic like 12 Tim, times now, and they're really good. Guys, I have to make a correction. That person what? said, uh, you know, Tim picked Catholic to beat Hazlitt last week. I picked Hazlitt to beat Catholic oh, well, last Saturday. Tim got credit for it because I, I got a text last that's, night. That, thank so that, Tim for picking Hazlitt. Nope, they, for thank picking. me for picking <laughs> Hazlitt because I picked Hazlitt, he picked Catholic. You picked Catholic last Saturday. You kept telling me Catholic's on a roll, they're going to win. You get blamed for everything, Tim. Uh, well, I, I, uh, Brock's right. I told him when we were just even in a commercial, I said, you know, everybody likes Hazlitt on this thing, and they've had a terrific year. But I think Catholic's just laying for them. And as you know, you did the story on that, Anna Richards and, the, and her sister and all that. They've got good players, and they play very good defense. And they're on a roll. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether the six-day break's going to hurt them or not, but nonetheless, with, with four teams in our area in the quarterfinals this Tuesday, I guess that means we're going to be really busy as usual covering yeah. all this stuff next Tuesday. Yeah, we sure are. All right, get, you get on your flight. Be safe. We'll talk to you on Monday, all right? All right, if you need me for anything, let me know. And thanks for helping. Friday Night Frenzy is going to be a great show tonight because there's a lot going on. A lot going on. Right, well, well, we'll reserve judgment whether it's going to be a great show, but we'll have a lot going on. Thank you for that. Tim Sow joining us at the airport. I had to make that correction because I know You're Tim You're the takes, one that did it, huh? Tim takes a lot of grief because yeah. the, dean, the dean curse is undeniable. Right. And when he picks a, uh, picks a team... You, most of the time, you got to go the other way. But this particular <laughs> time, uh, I uh, I have to correct it. Yeah, he correct got the, that, he that, got the that credit email. for it. And he said, thank Tim for picking Hazlitt. No, it's, <laughs> you can thank me for picking it. The Seabush the curse was in effect there. We'll come back, try to talk some more high school basketball on the boys' side coming up on the game, 7.30 a.m. The third hour of Stout on Sports will come up after that. And we finish the second hour. Still to come here on a, on a, on a Friday, March 10th. We at March 10th already? Culligan Water of Lansing. Have you tasted Culligan Water of Lansing? If you haven't tasted Culligan Water of Lansing, you're missing something. And to that support, Craig Prang from Culligan. Craig? Yeah, thanks, Tim. You know, uh, let's talk about uh, drinking water for a minute, as long as you're talking about the taste in water. Um, we have the new Aquacentral RO systems. They are fabulous because we can tailor make a drinking water system um, right to your water, whether you have any uh, barium, chromium, nickel, lead, aluminum, zinc, sodium, pesticide, herbicide, nitrates, you name it, anything like that in the water, we can tailor fit a specific drinking water unit uh, for your home. Uh, it'll give you purified water. And it'll take essentially everything out of the water that's in the water. It leaves very little. Uh, you can rent them. You can buy them. Give me a call. I'll be happy to come out, talk to you about it. Uh, I promise I'll make it easy for you. Yeah, it is easy at 393-1900. Culligan Water is one of the great companies in our area. Successful for years because it takes care of its customers. They'll take care of you. 393-1900. Here's a question. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Well, now 
now is the perfect time. Working for Dean Transportation contributes to the success of our schools and community. Dean Transportation is looking for caring, upbeat, and professional people to join our family business. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. Go to DeanJobs.com to apply and learn more. No experience needed. Apply now and start your paid training. Head to DeanJobs.com. That's D-E-A-N-J-O-B-S dot com. Bull Janitorial is red hot these days. Tough days for all of us. They clean commercial and industrial properties and absolutely clean those properties to the whisker. They provide emergency cleanup services. They're accepting new customers, but they do have a bit of a waiting list, okay? They have a large supply chain that protects customers. They never run out of things like toilet paper, cleaning products, things that customers rely upon. Try Bull Janitorial to make your workspace, your company, neat and clean every day. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Are you ready for March Madness? You want the best dining anywhere for all those special games? Two locations across from the Lansing Mall and Clifford Street for Andor. There's always a special every month. How about the Reuben Sub for March? That may be the best special in my opinion about the mall. For Mark and Cheryl Kellogg, they say, hey, catering, carry out whatever special occasion you have. There is no menu for subs like you'll find at Penn Station East Coast Subs. Clifford Street Frandor and across from the Lansing Mall. The WVFN High School Basketball Player of the Week is brought to you by Wayne Lacey and Shamak Mortgage, by Doubting Industries, and by the Greater Lansing Sports Authority. This week's winner is Kayla. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Classic and creative cheesesteaks, plus Greek fare that you'll enjoy. For dine-in or take-out, friends get together. Before and after Michigan State events, the campus is nearby. Open at 11 a.m. each day. Get the menu online at SteakhousePhilly.com. 337-2210. What a wonderful place you'll enjoy anytime. Steakhouse Philly. Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan, dedicated to serving this state and only Michigan. Founded in 1949 by Michigan farmers, members of Michigan Farm Bureau, who wanted an insurance company that worked as hard as they did, gave honest service, cared about Michigan's future. More than 800 associates to serve you, nearly 450 agents over all regions of Michigan, prepared to protect you from the risks of everyday life. Check out the ratings and you'll find that you always win with Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Our friend Val Orlando has done so well with City Limits in Mason, right? Well, he also has an all-state insurance agency that you hear 
tourists talk about uh, all the time. He has a new location now with same great service. Stop in and say hello. The new Allstate office next to the Secretary of State's office on Cedar Street and College Road, just off 127. Call for information on Allstate insurance options at Val Orlando's agency at 969-5300. That's 969-5300, Val Orlando's Allstate insurance. The iconic Coral Gables restaurant on Grand River Avenue in East Lansing, more than 90 years young with so many loyal customers so pleased that Coral Gables has survived the pandemic and is bigger and better than ever. Catering, carry-out, employment opportunities, all of that at 337-1311. And the fish fries are spectacular on Friday night. When you've got some time to spare with friends and family, you know what the history's been like around that restaurant just east of the campus Grand River Avenue. You'll always enjoy Coral Gables Restaurant East Lansing. From the White Law PLLC Studios, Lansing Sports Leader. The game, 7.30 a.m. Third hour of Sparrow Scott on Sports. Capital right. Region International Airport. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, fly Lansing first, they always say. We appreciate their support. We appreciate you listening this morning. Fred Human filling in for Tim today. We just outlined the girls' champions, four of them in the local area. We're going on to the quarterfinals, and we have uh, several district champions who will be crowned tonight with a whole bundle of local teams playing, including Holt against Mason at Holt. Now, Mason playing without two of their top players due to injury, so that could be a great equalizer in that game. And then at St. John's, East Lansing uh, faces Waverly. Both schools a lot of athletes. I think there could be, oh, I don't know, 150 points in this game. Rod Watts is the coach of Waverly. What do you think, Rod? 150? Hey, Fred. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you. Big game tonight, huh? Yeah, it is a big game. Big game. Uh, district uh, championship. So, uh, you know, we're excited to be uh, be in the game. 150 on the over-under. Would you play the over or the under? <laughs> Hey, you're not going to get me on that one. No, I get you. You can't do that. I get that. But, I mean, East Lansing has been hot and cold, but, man, they have that Cam Hudson. He's just a kid. And they have Evan Boyd, who's going to play Division One college football. they got some athletes, don't they? Yeah, they do. Uh, Coach Mills Mitchell and his staff has done a great job with those guys over there. Uh, you know, Cam Hudson comes from a great gene pool. And, uh, like you said, uh, Evan Boyd, he's... Uh, um, he's quite the specimen. Well, uh, you've played them this year, right? Yeah, yeah. We played them. We played them twice. Twice. Yep, yep. We uh, we wanted our place, and they got us at their place. So, um, what if, what do you learn from that? Are you a big film watcher of the other team, or are you more like, let's do what we do? Uh, a combination of both. You know, uh, first and foremost is us doing what we do. And then, uh, secondly, I watch film to see where we where we came short at. You know why we weren't effective doing what we do. And so, uh, you know, I try and figure those things out. Um, and then also looking at, okay, what were they doing that was so effective, and uh, were we doing what we were supposed to be doing? So, Rod Watts is with us, a coach at Waverly. I remember visiting you. Oh, I don't know, a couple of days into when practice starting. In fact, you still hadn't cut down your squad, I don't believe, and we talked about your hopes for the new season. Did you think back then that you would be this good? Did you have big hopes for this, or did this surprise you at all? No, it didn't. It isn't surprising me. I mean, uh, we had a great summer. You know, this was really our first summer uh, since COVID. 
and um, you know we had uh, we hit some camps, some team camps, and uh, we played some good competition. And so uh, uh, you know played in a good summer league, and so um, and I knew that we had a good schedule, a very challenging schedule ahead of us, um, you know, for the upcoming season. And so I knew all those things were going to be able to put us in knowing the the players that we had. You know, despite having a losing record last year, um, you know, the schedule, the work we did in the summer, uh, the players' commitment, you know, if we weren't at the uh, district championship, I'd be surprised. And disappointed, obviously. Very disappointed. (laughs) Very disappointed. So did did some of these players learn from going through some adversity last year? Did you learn? Did the coach learn last year some things? Oh, yeah, you you learn things. You learn things about yourself. Uh, you know, players learn things about me. Players learn things about themselves and, and uh, you know, each other. Um, you know, one thing you learn is, okay, how bad do I want this and what's it going to take for me to get what I want? So that usually calls for some sacrifice. And that usually calls, from a, from the player standpoint, it calls for, you know, me to be vulnerable. And even though I don't like what the coach is saying the coach is right and you know let me get better in this area well you were a player at one time obviously right yeah at one time a long time when when you're a player there are times you can hate your coach but sometimes the coaches you hate are the ones you respect the most yeah that's a very true statement um you know coach Odlum and I um we didn't bump heads, but, you know, sometimes there were days I didn't like what he said. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, after that, you, uh, you know what, if I'm truthful, coach was right. And so you, you buy into it and you make the correction and you become better for it. The team becomes better for it. So you played for Phil at Waverly, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was, uh, I was a senior. I didn't, he, I didn't he, know that. Got the job, yeah. Prior to prior to uh, Coach Odlum getting there, uh, John Holmes was the head coach, and and then prior to him was Lenny Lapka. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know he's got a rich history of uh, uh, good coaches there, at Waverly. Man, you're dropping some Lansing names on me. Um, <laughs> you coached at Eastern for a number of years, and your job took you away and took you out of the era. Then you came back. It must be kind of a dream to coach at your alma mater, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Uh, I'm, uh, I've been excited, you know, from the day that they gave me the job um, to be able to come back. I, you know, I didn't think that it would take this long, that it would take four years, but I didn't at the time. I didn't know that COVID was around the corner either. Um, you know, because when we were, when I was over at Eastern, you know, we turned that around pretty good, and it always helps to have a player like LaDante Hinton yeah. to help turn it around. But, um, you know, that's all I knew. And when I went down to John Glenn, we got that thing uh, turned around pretty quick. So, you know, it's just kind of been my M.O. that I can um, I do a pretty good job of helping turn uh, programs around. So, you know. And then getting the job here, I you know my uh, staff, you know Travis uh, Travis Neller, my uh, JV uh, JV coach and uh, assistant on varsity. He's a Waverly grad. My freshman coach, uh, 
Jordan Martin. He's a Waverly grad. Um, you know, and so then my, my uh, head assistant, Al Christian, he was with me when I started at East Lansing. And so, hmm. you know, there's a lot of pride there in in what we do and what we're trying to do. So, um, you know, the kids get a lot of love. They get uh, a lot of support. And, um, you know, we're pushing to, um, you know, get back to the promised land. In fact, Travis Neller was on that uh, 2000 state championship team. Yeah, really. Wow. Well, yeah, that's that's. And the other thing about this, Rod, is the the city schools are doing better. Everett had a rough year, but Waverly's better. Won the league championship. Eastern has a lot of good athletes. Made a run near the end. They're better. I think it's healthy when the city schools are good, don't you? Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, again, you go back to you know when I was at uh, coaching at Eastern and. Uh, uh, Coach Fields was here at Waverly, and uh, Coach Valentine was at Sexton. Um, uh, Desmond Ferguson was at uh, yeah. at Everett. You know, yeah, the city was, uh, you know, putting out players left and right, and it, it, it's always good for the city. Uh, well, tonight ought to be a war. <laughs> East Lansing and Waverly, 7 o'clock at St. John's. Uh, are game days like the, I mean, your kids are in school. They had school today even with the snow, right? Uh, yeah, in fact, I think we uh, we had a day off today. Oh, okay, um, scheduled day off. Yeah, scheduled day off. So I'm not real, uh, not a big fan of those because for me, I'm worried if the kids are sleeping in, which they probably are, but are they, I like the day-to-day mm-hmm. activity, you know what I mean, that routine. Right. So, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, see how things uh See how things shake out today. Do you do anything before you leave? Do you dribble around at all, or do you, you just get your first shooting when you go to the school in a, in a case like this? Well, you know, it depends. During the season, uh, you know, if the girls, you know, the way the schedule is set, if the girls have practice or not, if they don't, then, um, then yeah, we'll get in there early enough to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for a day like today, you know, we'll have one of the coaches open the uh, gym so that they can come in and get some shots up and run around and, you know, just uh, get their bodies active. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun game to watch. And I- I'm picking the over on 150. I- all you care is you have more points. <laughs> I, I wish you well tonight. I appreciate your time, Rod, and congratulations. Uh, no matter what happens today, wh- what you've done at Waverly in four years, it's uh, really been refreshing. Oh, well, thanks, Fred. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, appreciate the time, and uh, go Warriors. All right. We'll see you later. Rod Watts, the coaching the Waverly Warriors against East Lansing tonight, and I think that ought to be a heck of a game. So, so should Holt and Mason. Um, as Mason's playing without a couple of its uh, top players, but Mason's still pretty good and had a great run. I've got the list of games in my uh, briefcase, so we'll go over that. Yeah, I got it side. right here. As a oh, you got them all right yeah, there. Yeah, I right got them right there's here. like nine games to Yeah, there's at least that many, some that are outside the radio area that are in our viewing area at Channel 10. But yeah, I got the whole list right here. We got two Division One games, three Division Two games. This is for local teams. Four, five, six, seven Division Three games and two Division Four games. So that's all coming up tonight. We'll come back for the final leg of the Friday Stout on Sports, the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Stay with us.
Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up in less than 20 minutes, it's Detroit Tigers uh, Spring Training Baseball, hosting the New York Yankees in Lakeland. Uh, then at 4, offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. And at 6.45, it is high school boys basketball district championship action. It is Waverly against East Lansing. Over on 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 WMMQ. In less than an hour, 1.30 as a matter of fact, it is Michigan State men's basketball at the Big Ten Tournament against Ohio State. That's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Smoke and Pig Barbecue in the Elmwood Plaza in Lansing has a brand new sports bar that makes the inside, which already look great, just that much better. You'll love watching all the games at any time of the year in the new bar at Smoke and Pig Barbecue. Their smoke barbecue menu is packed full of all the smoky classics, from pulled pork to ribs to spicy rib tips. They also smoke Lansing barbecue favorites such as beef and a whole lot more. 582-5100, catering, carryout of any size for great parties, and pig barbecue. When the yellow tags go up, the prices come down. The Shaheen Yellow Tag Sales Event has vehicles priced to sell. This 2018 certified Equinox was $20,000, now it's $18,800. This 2020 Silverado was $45,000, now just $39,000. This 2018 Trax was $16,700, now it's just $14,900. This certified 2020 Traverse was $31,000, now just $29,500. Save big at the Shaheen Yellow Tag Sales Event. If you're considering any interior remodeling and you want to create a great space for hosting, such as kitchens, primary baths, finished basements, and the like, you're welcome. I heartily endorse custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos, and what a terrific job they did for us in all of 10 work days on a massive new deck. Custom-built has a full-service design and remodel-proven process. Their plan is for you to dream, then they design and build. Online, check custombuilt.com, a great local company in Okemos of Michael Flory to serve you. Dealing with backups or drains that are slow? Then you need GA Hunt Septic and Excavating Fast. Now is the time to inspect, repair, or replace your water or sewer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Elsewhere, and check out Google Apple Vacations for the nonstop trips to the warm Caribbean, nonstop from Lansing. Much less expensive parking in a neat, clean, safe environment. Get through security much quicker and more efficiently. Lansing is proud of its airport. See for yourself. And during the cold weather, Apple Vacations, Google it nonstop to the Caribbean. The Gillespie Group is one of the Lansing area's great companies, renowned for quality and dedication. And we thank the Gillespie Group every day for honoring a high school standout here on Stout on Sports, whether it's a team, an athlete, an official, whoever, anyone involved with high school sports, the Gillespie Group salutes. Each venture from Gillespie is something the company is proud of. The Gillespie Group is humbled by the recognition it's received from so many organizations and governmental bodies. The Gillespie Group creates wonderful properties all over Michigan. Google and see for yourself. 
The new M-Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M-Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M-Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. Back to the best in sports talk now. We're Lansing's number one source for sports talk. The game, 7.30 a.m. Back we are on a Friday Sparrow start on sports. The Big Ten tournament is in the quarterfinals. Uh, Rutgers had jumped out to a 17-7 lead, and Purdue just went crazy here. Zach Eady went crazy. He has scored five straight points, including a hang-on-the-rim dunk and one into his knees in the defender's face to tie the game, and now Rutgers has just regained the lead. It's 26-25. Rutgers, the ninth seed by one point over number one seed Purdue with just a minute to play in the first half of the quarterfinal. Of course, this sets the prelude to the 2.30 game. Ohio State facing Michigan State at the United Center, and the winner of that game plays the winner of this Rutgers-Purdue game, right, Brock? Yes. In the semifinals on Saturday, and then, of course, later tonight, Penn State plays Northwestern. The winner of that game is going to be in the semifinals. And the nightcap tonight is Maryland and Indiana. That's a really good matchup, Maryland and Indiana. And Indiana, um, I don't know if they'd be favored in that game. I guess Maryland might be favored, but Indiana, I think, is a tough call for anyone to play. I would want to play Indiana right now. And they got that Trace Jackson Davis, who I think is the second best player in the Big Ten. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. He hurt Michigan State a couple of times. We do have the high school district boys championship games tonight. All games are on as far as we know, even with the snow this morning. And the Division One Holt plays Mason at Holt. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a 7 o'clock game. And then the game that you have on the air here, East Lansing and Waverly, play at St. John's. Up right, at St. John's. Looking forward to that. They split their uh, meetings this season. Uh, Waverly won game one back on January 12th, 49-37, but East Lansing won the uh, rematch at East Lansing 68-61 on February 10th, literally one month ago. So the, those are the Division One games. Division Two Iona faces Grand Rapids Christian. That's in Ada. Ada Forest Hills <coughs> Eastern High School, yeah. Lansing Catholic still alive in the boys as well as the girls. Lansing Catholic, an upset winner over Olivet the other night, plays Charlotte. That's at Don Johnson Fieldhouse tonight, yep. 7 o'clock. And then Division Two Chelsea plays Williamston. Williamston is the defending champion. They've had a very rough year with all the graduation losses, but here they are playing for a district championship. Credit to them. Indeed, and the first-year coach there. Division Three, I got a bunch of teams playing. Langsburg over at LC. That yep, game's at New Lothrop. That'll be a really good game. Langsburg undefeated on the season. What, 22 and 0? Yeah, 22. Yeah, they are. Yeah, under Daniel Morrill. Uh, they've had a really good year. Stockridge plays Leslie tonight at Springport. Uh, who else is in action that you consider? Paloma Westphalia. Paloma Westphalia. They play at Ithaca. Gross, po uh, Gross Point. Grand, Grand Rapids, Rapids North, North Point. Point Christian. Christian right. yeah. That's a 7 o'clock game. And then we have Fowler in Division 4 playing tonight against, at Lansing Christian. Against Lansing Christian, just right down the street here. Yeah, and uh, Fowler still has two teams alive now. Uh, Fowler boys, Fowler girls, Lansing Catholic boys, Lansing Catholic girls. Oh, but Elsie. Uh, the Holt boys and the Holt girls, yeah. Elsie girls, 
and the Ovidosi boys. Yeah. So we got four schools in the area with two teams still alive. And fi yeah, did you mention Fowler? Tournament. Fowler? I did as mention well. Fowler. I okay. did. I started with that. Okay. So uh, that's going on. Um, the Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers saga continues. We talked with Dan Watts, who covers the NFL for Yahoo Sports. Nothing as of yet this morning, although anything could break at any time. It's clear the New York Jets, who flew their whole staff, owner, coach, general manager, offensive coordinator, to meet with Aaron Rodgers recently, they are putting all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket. Uh, problem is, what if he says, no, I'm going to retire, and they let Garoppolo and some of the other free agent quarterbacks sign elsewhere. They're, they're under real pressure there to get the Aaron Rodgers deal done. And to the caller's point, I think it was Craig in the first hour, Aaron Rodgers, well, he's great. He's a Hall of Famer, right? But I don't think his play this year was up to, 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 to where you think he's automatically going to lead the Jets to the promised land. Do you, Brock? No, we finally found signs of age this past season with Aaron Rodgers. A little For bit. For the first time, we saw signs of age. He doesn't run as well as he used to. Uh, understand well because he's 39 years old. He's going to be 40 at uh, either before the season or during the season. So <coughs> it just it just seems that the Packers are ready to move on from him. It just seems that way anyway. Well, they can't let Jordan Love sit forever. <coughs> they did the same thing when Aaron Rodgers started his mm -hmm. career. He had to sit and wait for Brett Favre to retire. Finally, he was kind of forced out. Mm -hmm. Same situation. Aaron Rodgers got his opportunity and developed a Hall of Fame career. In that Big Ten quarterfinal game right now, Purdue just hit a buzzer beater right before the half and leads Rutgers by one point going into the half in the first game of the day in the quarterfinals at the Big Ten Championship. So are uh, you going home? Well, you got a game tonight. You aren't sitting around being a couch potato today, are no, you? No, no, no. I take, uh, get some lunch, take a nap, and um, uh, come back here, get the, get the necessary equipment, and then head up to St. John's. You're we hit the air at 6.45 tonight. You're kind of a busy guy. And then tomorrow morning, high school rewind. 10 to 11, tomorrow morning, recap everything, boys and girls basketball. Do you sleep? A little bit during the day. Um, you always get a nap in? Almost every day. There's nothing like an afternoon nap, is there? Mm, no. I yeah. enjoy it immensely. You go right to sleep? Sometimes, yes. Other times, it's more difficult. Hmm. I love an afternoon map. I don't get many of them. Sure. But on weekends, uh, when I am off, uh, I am napping multiple times. Like, it's not unusual for Uncle Fred to take two or three naps during a Saturday or Sunday sitting at home. Just kind of happens. Who do we have? We got about a eh, minute and a half, two minutes for Joe and Lansing. Joe and Lansing, how are you doing, Joe? Hey, good afternoon. Um, so today you're here, so I can talk about Yesterday I talked about Aaron Rodgers. And Tim really didn't want to hear anything about Aaron Rodgers. So today, now, I mean, is it other than the Jets or is it just the Jets? I don't know. I'm just well. You know, the, the Jets there. are most. The, the Jets are the most highly publicized. I don't think Las Vegas is out of the question, but I think it's yeah. the Jets, Las Vegas, or retirement. I don't see Aaron Rodgers signing with like Carolina or somebody like that. If no, he could be reunited I, with his receiver in Las Vegas or play with the Jets and play in the big city, I think he'd welcome that challenge. And he could retire, but he's leaving a lot of money on the table to retire. Sure is. And, uh, you know, I, I would say uh, Vegas for anything. You know, it's, 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 it'd be a perfect fit for him. Uh, you know, New York doesn't seem like the town for him, but Vegas does. And, uh, yeah, like you said, maybe he will retire, but... So thanks a lot, Brooke. All right, I don't see him retiring, but we shall see. I, I don't care how much money you have. When you got $60 billion on the table, 
it's still a lot of cheese. Yeah, I think it's what, 58.3 to oh, be absolutely exact? I, I just rounded it off to 60. Yeah, what, you're right. What's the difference between 58 and 60 million? To the players, <laughs> 1.7 million. That's, you know how they are. Yeah. If, hey, you pay me 50 million, give me 60 million. That's the way they operate. Oh, man. Don't get Brock started on players currently. And I don't really care about salary. what pro football players make because of the physical torture they put their bodies through. Well, you seem to care I, about what pro baseball players make. Yes, because they're overpaid and they don't deserve it. And it's immoral. M immoral what they make. Terrible, because their sport's not nearly as popular as they think it is. It's we, third. We got a minute left in the show. Why don't you just say what you feel? Well, if I were commissioner, I would just say, okay, we're going to lock you guys out until we get a salary cap to give everybody a fair chance. And you players can go jump in a lake. <laughs> and we're going to lock you out until you figure, like what the hockey owners did. The hockey owners said, there's going to be a salary cap. The moment you guys figure it out, then we'll talk. Otherwise, go, otherwise you can just go away. And the players are like, no, we're never going to agree to one. They eventually agreed to one because the owners are like, okay, we're going to take even more money away if you don't agree to this. And the players finally said, enough, we'll just take this deal. The Sparrow, Brock on Sports, <laughs> being brought to you today <laughs> by, by Capital Region Airport. Uh, that's Brock's thought here as we close the week out and close the show out today. we got Tiger Baseball coming up. Tigers and the Yankees with Dan Dickerson, who was on the show today uh, to preview what's going on with the Tigers. Not so much the game, of course, but what's going on in spring training. We haven't chatted with him yet. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you tonight. We've got a busy day in television, as Tim would say. Every day is a busy day. I'll be on at 6 for Tim and at 11.15 for the Friday night frenzy. We got a lot going on there. We got the Michigan State basketball game we're monitoring today at 2.35. They play against Ohio State in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. We'll round it all up tonight at 6 and 11. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you Monday. Tim's back on the Spurrow Start on Sports. Good afternoon, everybody. The Michigan News Network. I'm Greg Bowman. The calendar says March, but it doesn't feel much like spring across the state today. Much of southern lower Michigan's under a winter weather advisory. National Weather Service meteorologist Mark Sikowski says 6 to 12 inches of snow has already fallen in the Grand Rapids area, and it's still coming down. Uh, that Since uh, last night, uh, the snow started at around uh, 10 o'clock in the evening, uh, and it's still snowing. We're looking at another uh, 1 to 2 inches, and that'll bring the storm total to about... 7 to 13 inches. In southeast Michigan, the forecast calling for 4 to 8 inches of snow. The winter weather advisory remains in effect for most of southeast Michigan till 4 p.m. Road conditions across southeast Michigan vary between wet to slushy to snow covered. The snow intensity right now obviously is is the big challenge um, and we've got uh, lots of snow cover on the roads. We are out of course, but uh, the snow is falling quickly enough that um, by the time the plow makes a pass and by the time it comes back again, the road's most cases will have been covered over again. That's Craig Bryson with the Road Commission for Oakland County. Says crews were able to do some pre-treating before the snow started, which slows the formation of ice. What they're dealing with now, mainly wet snow and slush. Big power outage in Auburn Hills this hour, DTE Energy says. About 2,000 customers are without electricity. Romulus officials giving more information on what hazardous materials were shipped to the city from the site of the train derailment at East Palestine, Ohio. A total of 63 shipments were made before Romulus 
city officials and others learned of the disposals and halted the shipments. The waste consisted primarily of water mixed with small amounts of firefighting chemicals and met EPA guidelines. However, local leaders felt taking the waste in a facility so close to the Great Lakes was not a good idea. More than 300,000 gallons of liquid waste was injected into a deep well before the deliveries were halted. I'm Jonathan Carlson for the Michigan News Network. And I'm Greg Bowman for the Michigan News Network. If you own a Michigan business, it's time to meet MEDC. The Michigan Economic Development Corporation is here to help your business reach its new potential by connecting you to resources, introducing you to partners, and accessing the necessary capital to build your Michigan business. Contact us today to find customized support for your business at michiganbusiness.org slash partnership. What you don't know can hurt you. Hireadone.com I'm Adam Helfman from HireItDone.com with a quick tip on hiring a roofer. If you're looking for a new roof, make sure that whoever you hire looks in the attic. Installing a new roof requires full evaluation of air intake, exhaust, and insulation in your attic because proper ventilation is the key to a roof's longevity. Remember, the best roof is the one that's installed properly. WBFM's Lansing's only sports station. The game, 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. Square Media Station. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.